Instead of calling this episode 9 of the Cooldown Time Podcast, I'm going to channel my inner Nintendo and simply call it the sequel to episode 8. But unlike the next Zelda, you don't got to wait till 2022 to hear this. I'm your oh, I'm your co-host and the told you so friend you never wanted, Marco. <laughs> and joining me is my friend and co-host with tears running down his Zelda tattoo, Pablo. Pablo, how how are you holding up? How are you doing? Yeah, I was I was new as 2022, man. <laughs> okay. Psych. <laughs> this man took hey, this man took four listen. chugs of beer just now, and the, the glass is already half gone. <laughs> you know, oh man! Come on, we'll get into it later. But Nintendo, come on, come on! Listen, listen. You can't leave me out here with. Advance Wars. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, now. We're going to talk about that game. We're going to talk about about it. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, actually. Um, So so this episode is going to be, you know, back to the tried and true uh, format. So we're bringing back loadouts. We're bringing back the booty juice. Um, Booty juice. We're bringing back the checkpoint chat. And today's checkpoint chat is obviously going to be uh, the the, uh, wrap-up of E3 where we talk about Nintendo's direct presentation and then we're going to get into the top three biggest winners and biggest blunders of the show. Uh, and by biggest winners, I mean, we mean our, our top three uh, games of the show, essentially. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with a cool down topic, uh, talking about our favorite all time E3 moment to kind of close out all the E3 festivities. And then we're getting the fuck out of here. Um, the fuck yep. So, uh, without further ado, Pablo, let's 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 hop right into it, man. Let's let's talk about loadouts. Um, what have you been playing, man? I'm playing two games. Actually, I've been playing three games with Mass Effect. But uh, you know, I think what we'll do with that is maybe do like a side episode, a different episode where we talk about all oh, the yeah. Mass Effect games, all spoilers. We're gonna have a Mass Cast. Yeah. Oh. Look at, oh. Look at that. <laughs> ah. Was that off the dome? Were you was thinking about that for I a long time? I had it in time? the chamber for a while. I did. Okay. All right. Okay. But listen, uh, I'm playing two games mainly, and that's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, Integrate. But mm. uh, I'll start off with Ratchet and yeah, Clank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is you know this is the mo- one of my most anticipated games of the year. I think on previous podcasts that I've done before, I might have said this was three i think in hours i'm I, did we ha- do one yeah we did yeah one? yeah i think this might have been on that one look i mean everything they showed the promise of the next generation console with ps5 and what this game was going to actually do with that stuff you know and and it just really kind of got me because you know the whole entire neck new consoles are coming that that hype was real i funny enough am not a ratchet and clank fan i am not a i am not a sony mascot fan in the slightest mm. uh not because i think those games are bad it's just i just didn't grow up with those games as my like go-to uh platformer right i had because i had something called mario i don't know if you heard of it nope. but um <laughs> nope never heard of it. okay well yeah, uh, it's we're good. sonic people but, over here in these streets uh you know, yeah I mean, yeah the superior uh not overrated Ooh. no just kidding sonic is way overrated anyway yeah so um the only exception is uh, Sly Cooper, ah, that's such uh, a and that's because I got I got I got into it late. I think the PlayStation Three had a, a new. Entry. They had a collection, uh, I believe, and 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 I think I had a, I think it had a game uh, too. I'm not too sure. Yeah, and um, anyway, the collection, all that stuff, that got me into that specific. I love those games. Those games are really cool because they are platformers, but they're also like 
that you sneak in those yeah. games. It's it's very much about like getting around. You're a thief, you know. Anyway, uh, so Ratchet and Clank. I'm not a huge fan of these games. So this game comes out, and I'm hyped just for technical reasons. I guess we can call it right. Uh, but I've been playing it, and I'll tell you what. Um, I think it is technically just kind of astounding in many ways. Um, you know. Uh, just a simple fact of what the game is doing on a consistent basis. That, that those games have always been about shoot them up, hit them with your hammer, exploding with bolts, and, crazy and, guns, and all the effects yeah. of the guns. Yeah, all all that stuff, and it's always been done in a pretty cartoonish way where there isn't a lot of like there's not a lot of there's not a lot on screen even though it looks like there's a lot of on mm -hmm. screen but when you compare it to what Ratchet and Clank is doing on screen it is kind of insane I mean every gun has some kind of like next level effect right yep. uh, so you're shooting that simultaneously and then you're using your hammer which uh, you know has specific kind of uh, animations attached to it then you have all these uh, enemy types that are actually reacting to some of what the weapons like you have a, something called a lightning rod and you're shooting that and if you shoot them enough they electrify and they all have like unique animations as to how they electrify if they're on a motorcycle oh. or on a vehicle they uh, you know they hold on yeah. to the thing and their legs are in the air like they have different animations all that stuff is just kind of crazy um, and visually, it's just, especially in the moments when um, Rat Ratchet or Rift, uh, or, or not Rift, uh, <laughs> Rivet? Ratchet or, uh, or Rivet yeah. get into their ship, that moment when it just goes up into, like, the sky, and it, it just... It, it's really like it, I'm st I'm about halfway through the game, and I, I still have not stopped, like, drooling over it in in, in many aspects. Yeah. I, I, I show... I showed Marco the moment in the game where there's this level that you reach this planet and the planet exploded. Uh, but there's a dimensional rift there where you can actually just hit this uh, this uh, material that takes you to a different dimension where the planet is whole. And you can just sit there and whack that shit and it goes from <laughs> a, a, a whole planet to a uh, uh, the rundown, blown up planet, like on a dime. Yeah. And then that is implemented into the actual gameplay where there are certain things that are blocked off. So you have to go to that next dimension to get through that section and then back and forth. They, they use it in a way that it's kind of like uh, just it, it's so interesting and it's so it, it, it's you forget the complexity of the game while you're playing it. Because here's one takeaway that I'll, I'll tell you that I really think was a little disappointed when they talked about the game. They talked about the game almost like, hey, you can go into dimensions whenever you want. Right. Yeah. You're going to see a rift. You can go through it. It's going to take you to a whole different part of the dimension, a whole different planet. That's not the case. The moments that that happened, like that big intro that we saw where he's falling through all these kind of different dimensions, that's all scripted. Mm. Uh, there are there are moments in the map, that, which they're gold rifts, where you can actually forward into the map by, you know, just clicking L1 and then you'll go into it and you're f more, a little more ahead on the map or a different location within that map. Uh, but in terms of like the going in and out of dimensions, that one level I mentioned is the only one so far that I've encountered that uses that mechanic, but it's still that planet in a different dimension. Mm. It isn't a whole different planet, a whole different thing. So that's not... It's a little bit of false advertisement, just a little yeah. bit, uh, but they didn't really tell you uh, specifically that this is something you'll be able to do, which is things that they showed and the way they talked about the technology of the console, how you were able to... Um, uh, how you're able to do these things. However... Up to that point, I thought, hey, maybe this game could just probably run on a PS4 or Pro and be fine. But up, when I got to that level, I was like, now I start seeing why this is the way it oh, is. Oh, gotcha. Uh, and yeah. why it's on PlayStation 5. And those guys made great games because they just made the Spider-Man Miles Morales mm -hmm. game. 
I mean, these games couldn't be much more different. Yeah. But there are certain things, like uh, certain assets that are, are shared, which I actually like. I mm-hmm. think it's like a shared kind of like artistic view. Um, but yeah, uh, but uh, so far, another thing that I want to call out or, or actually give them kudos for is the actual design of each level. Each level is, I, I kind of almost think about it like a Disney park. If you go to mm, Disney and that's you a good, see that's a good how things are, yeah. are, yeah, how things are built. You, they all have a purpose. They all have this connection to it. Like if there's a roller coaster and it is against a metal thing, it's against a fake rock, and you could actually see the structure right within that park. It's there. So these levels that you go to, there's these things where you, um, you know, you platform through them and you kind of skid through it, like uh, like a railing. Yeah. You see that railing isn't just attached to nothing. It's attached to something within that. Pla- it it makes structural sense within uh, the world okay. itself. There's a thing where you go in a round circle. You can actually see that from the other side of the map. It's just that the way that they, they make these levels. It's not hey put this here and it's floating <laughs> randomly yeah, yeah. in a weird spot. It's actually connected, uh, and that kind of stuff is little stuff like that. You start seeing is like damn this, this fucking game, man. No. Seventy dollars. That's what I was gonna okay. get to. I was actually gonna. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna go back a quick second and ask you how yeah, f- how far you s- did you say you were again? About ha- I think about okay, halfway and, through. And how many hours has that been for you, roughly? Uh, maybe six hours. Got it. Okay, so yeah, then that's yeah. kind of in line with what we've heard about the tw- yeah. ten to twelve, maybe fifteen hour experience. If you're really trying to be a completionist, yeah. Uh, some people have said twenty hours. That felt like kind of a reach to me. There's a but. There's some things in the map in each that you can do. Um, there are certain side missions. Like I just did one where it's find the uh, the miner's chef, mm-hmm. right? That's a side mission. That's a actual pretty fun mission. But then there are side missions where it's like it's a collectible mission. Uh, it's find twelve yeah. of this, and that'll take you longer to do because there's certain like elemental or or, or uh, puzzles within within the world mm-hmm. itself. Uh, and I'm not interested in doing any of yeah. that. Uh, I can see if you did those, how you can probably get to 15, maybe even 20 hours. But the actual side missions, that's not a thing that I've seen many, just once or twice. Like there's another one that I that I'm about to go do in in uh, in one of these worlds where it's explore this warehouse because there's been mm-hmm. a a signal coming from it. I'm sure that's just gonna be a a wave. Probably boss, a, yeah. bo- a boss wave, bottom, yeah. which is fine. I'll do it because I like I like the combat in the game. But, seventy bucks, uh, though. yeah, seventy bucks. So I'm not, you know, and I've said this before. I'm not one to tell you what's worth your money because seventy dollars for you might be nothing, mm. or it might be the only game you could afford in a year. So I'm not going to sit and tell you it. Seventy bucks is not the way. Yeah, games are seventy bucks. That's a barrier to entry. Period. The end. But there's there's time involved in this. Is are you going to spend any kind of money for or, or any specific kind of money for a game that's going to take you, what, 10 hours, right? Because I would say for me, a game that's going to take me 10 hours, $60 is too expensive, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's weird. But then again, it comes to the whole thing where visually um, it's it's satisfying. The gameplay is absolutely satisfying mm-hmm. in, in, in many, many ways. Uh, I just got this, like, uh, this boot. I didn't just get it, but I started just using mm-hmm. it. Like this boot where you can go faster. Uh, and using that throughout, the, oh my god, it, it opens up the game in ways that I wasn't even playing the game. So, I, 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 it's hard for me because I'm not a fan of these games specifically, and I feel like if the game was 20 hours, I would fall off of the game mm-hmm. because there's only so much that I can do within uh, that world and within all those mechanics. So there is something to be said about restraint and kind of like not overstaying your welcome. Yeah. And I feel like this game right now, I'm getting 
all of what I want halfway through. That sounds good to me. Like I feel I can go mm. another six, seven hours with this and have the time of my life, really, just a blast playing this yeah. game. So th- I, I have to finish it to kind of give you my final thoughts whether I think it's worth it or not. But I, I think if you're a PlayStation 5 owner and I think if you're n- right now finding something to play, then I, th- I recommend this. But, you know, I would say if you have things going on right now video game-wise and you're playing a lot of things, a lot of things are in your kind of back catalog, I don't know if I would say go out and get this today. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know... I, 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 yeah, I'll have to finish it to give kind of my final thought on it. But as it stands right now, um, am I upset that I pay seventy bucks? Okay, no. uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm happy that I did. Yeah. And if you're a Ratchet and Clank fan, I mean, this is a no-brainer. Uh, oh, for sure. Opinion. If you're a it's, fan, it's, yeah. It's, it, I, again, I'm not a Ratchet and Clank fan, but I would imagine that this is probably, in terms of, probably the best Ratchet and Clank game. Ever. I mean, I, I know a lot of people are talking about story. I don't give a fuck about no story. Yeah, it's not about that uh, game you know, day. Like, Just have something competent, yeah, really, so, and, and it, it'll be okay. Yeah, this is super yeah. simple. You, it, you get the Dimensionator, it breaks, it opens rifts, and now you're trying to rebuild it to fix it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't That's you it. don't need Kojima on this one. <laughs> you don't, well, I mean, I would... I would yeah, shit, I, I, I watch a Kojima... I play a Kojima the Ratchet and Clank game, that's for sure. Ratchet Stranding? Nah, we don't need that. We don't need, <laughs> we don't need that Rift Stranding game. Um, yeah, I think for me, it, it was a it was a wait uh, for me because yeah. I, I decided that I have to be a little bit more frugal with my purchasing decisions when you hit a $70 price point, right? In some cases... And I think what's interesting is is their own Miles Morales game being a short experience with a fair amount of padding. This is a relatively short but slightly longer experience compared to Miles Morales, but it has some some of that little padding in there, the collectible stuff to kind of pad it out a little bit. And I think that that makes it a little tricky when it comes to, and even when you think about other games like Returnal, which really wasn't that long of a game, or you know, there wasn't a lot. Well, I was gonna say maybe you got a little burned by Returnal because I know that I'm a little, I, I for for one, am yeah. not happy I spent seventy. Yeah, exactly. So I, I it's yeah. made me a little bit more conscious of my purchasing choices. Where it, I, I'm absolutely gonna buy this game this year, but I, I've realized that, and and I've got to start getting better at this of realizing that. Just because it's out doesn't mean I have to buy it right now. It's it's going to be there for right. me, and Sony is usually good, especially with a game that comes out around this time of year, probably around holiday time. They're going to have their, their their Christmas sales and stuff like that, and this game is probably going to be you know ten maybe fifteen dollars cheaper, hopefully, and it'll be right in that little sweet spot for me to pick it up. I think that that's going to be the key for people. What's Sony got going on yeah. anyway? And there's and I have plenty to play right now too, so I'm I'm. I'm good to wait, and now you know as long as I know that it was a good game and that it lived up to the expectations, I'm good with kind of chilling for now on it and just listening to kind of what other people are saying, like yourself. So, um, but I'm glad it, it, it turned out good. So, um, what else yeah. have we got, uh, you been playing? I've been playing uh, Integrate, uh, the Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Seven. Uh, so I, I'll kind of give just just like kind of like just an overview of of my experience so far because I don't have a lot okay. of. Um, uh, time into yeah, this, I'm gonna jump uh, in too. I, I haven't played thing. the the Yuffie DLC yet. I'm I'm working through the 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 regular story again, so I can't speak on that. But but tell me what you think so far. Um, so from everything I've heard, it's eight hours, close to oh, eight really? hours. Experience. I thought it was like five yeah. six hours. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's what I thought too. But the way that the, the story is opening up, it you know it takes place during the the um the events of Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? Uh, and I. I I'm just, I'm just happy to be back 
in in Final Fantasy in Final Fantasy VII. As soon as I hit, as soon as I get there, I'm like, man, it just mm. feels good to be here. Um, you know, uh, one of the cool things about Yuffie is that she plays completely different. She plays completely different from Cloud, right? right? Uh, she's a lot more agile, uh, and it feels a little bit like a brawler hmm. when you're when you're. Uh, is it similar to uh, like because of how Tifa controlled, where she was kind of like the, yeah. the you know fisticuffs? Yes, but it, it, there's more. So her, the way she is portrayed in the game is that she's very over the top, very colorful, kind of oh, like yeah. yeah, she was zany, yeah, yeah which was kind of like an her, her character. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, she was interesting. So when you fully voiced and three D rendered in the way she, they nail mm-hmm. her kind of what we thought she cool. was, right? Um, they, I mean, nailed it, right? And the way she fights, she fights in that same way where it's like Tifa, but it's it's extra. Mm. There's more going on. There's a lot there. Like her move set is is you know it's brawler it's brawler type, but it's just like it's it's not just she's throwing a yeah. punch. She's yeah. throwing a punch with a flare and a kick up, and it's like it's a it's like There's more her flare personality There's more flare to it. Uh, yeah, more yeah. flare. Yeah, her personality comes through, and with the PlayStation Five upgrade, some visually the game looks just kind of it's pretty. You know, it's not. So I would say that it's not like. Holy it's shit! It's not PlayStation yeah, Five. Yeah, yeah, and at times it's a little bit kind of like this looks disappointing. Yeah. Just some of the texture work was not as improved as I was hoping yeah. it'd be. The lighting and and stuff like that, um, volumetric yeah. fog and little bells and whistles like that, like that stuff you can tell sure, the difference. Sure. But the texture quality in a lot of areas is like, oh, that still looks kind of bullshit. So it's it, yeah, it wasn't yeah. quite the 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 big upgrade that it could have been in my opinion, but I was going to mention yeah. that too when I was going to uh, jump in. But yeah, it just it, it hasn't been as as transformative as I hoped it would be. The, the frames per second, however, big yeah. difference, big difference. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's clean. Oh yeah, it's clean. Um, and another thing about the game itself, when you're playing as her, it's you know when you're playing as Cloud, Cloud is this brooding motherfucker. Yeah, right? swordsman ass swordsman. He's yeah. He's, and he's and he's brooding and he's like, man, fuck all this shit mm-hmm. type. And when you're talking to 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 Barrett and all those guys, I mean, they're trying to save the world from eco terrorists, right? Yeah. So there's this, this like dourness to to Final Fantasy VII, you know, just in terms of like subject matter that isn't here with this. She's so optimistic and like just confident about herself, mm-hmm. like you know, she, it's just it's a different vibe, and it and it I I really enjoy it for that. Um. You know, there's a part where you have to meet these people in. Um, oh my god, I'm forgetting. I'm blanking. In uh, what is the main Midgar? place called? Jesus, uh, Midgard. Yeah, but uh, the slums, right? Oh, okay. So she has to meet the the she has to meet some secret agents, whatever, in uh, in the slums, and that whole interact. Once you're in the slums again, and you're walking through, you see wedge and you see oh, cool. um Biggs and- yeah and they're talking in the corner about going to uh to someone's house or something like oh. they're, they're they're talking about events that are about to happen in the game right uh in final uh, fantasy 7 cool. remake that's cool and so it, those little connected connective tissue things are really really interesting i don't i, I i'm assuming that there's more to it like there, there's gonna be a, a a real cross i think I don't, I, I don't know uh but so far those little things like that you know, it's a living world because you know those people live mm-hmm. there, and it's very dope to see them living yeah, there, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, in terms of that, uh, that's kind of as far as I've gotten. Uh, you know, I, I that I'm dying to go back to it because um, 
just of everything I played, I just being back in that whole entire makes you want to just go play Final Fantasy that's, VII yeah. remake. That's again. what happened with me. I'm yeah, like, which, I gotta just play it again because I know I'm gonna want to. As soon as I start off the DLC, yeah. I'm like, oh, but I want to kind of relive that and relive yeah. that. And so I just decided, all right, screw it. I'm doing this again. I'll come back. So I'm I'm at a point now where which, I just got to the part the part where they're trying to drop the the, the dome on the, the slums. And you're trying to stop oh, them yeah. with Barrett and all them after getting rid of the, like the ghost oh. people. Um, oh, so you're pretty I got far. Pretty far. I've been I've been working pretty hard on that one to get through it because I'm dying to get to the DLC. But um, is the DLC? I know you can play separately, but is the DLC? Can you play it within Final Fantasy VII? Like, is it part of like a? Chapter? I don't think so. I think it's a separate. I think okay. it's a separate deal um, because, like you said, there's things that might. You know, I haven't seen it myself yet, but from what it sounds like, there's things that are kind of happening in parallel. With what happens in the yeah. main story, so it, yeah. if, if if what you you just described as an example is true, maybe they're talking about going to uh, what's her name's house to go yeah, see her parents for the pizza. Yeah, for the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah, yeah, so yeah I just yeah, might be yeah. running parallel to that kind of stuff, but we'll see. So the reason I ask is because when I, which by the way, I got to get into this real quick. The 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 save state stuff, like transfer you have to no, we're, okay, not to, no, guys, we're, have to we're trans- gonna move on i've been playing no, 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 no. The last Listen, of- <laughs> real quick you have to you have to transfer the p you have to download ps4 version upload it then download the ps5 version and then upload it or, or download it and it's just like <laughs> a huge pain in the ass if you don't do that with the ps4 version then you can't yeah, upload it anyway yeah. when i uploaded the data or downloaded data to ps5 it tells me i've played enough of the game to unlock the dlc so i'm thinking oh is there a portion where uh, there's like a cutoff where I get to then just it continues to play in the DLC like if it was part of the story mm-hmm. itself. But that's why I was asking. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I one thing I will say that I, that what you're doing makes sense uh, with Final Fantasy VII Remake is when I started playing, I had forgotten completely how to play the game. Yeah. And this does not, there's no tutorial here with the mm-hmm. DLC to tell you, hey, remember, this is this, and this is this, and that is that. None of that. It's all straight there and i'm like oh shit i'm kind yeah. of struggling a little bit at first i've, I've gotten the hang of it i, I understand I, i'm back on in the whole flow state of it but yeah so it the game almost wants you to play the game yeah, again so you it, can get that with yeah context. but yeah, yeah I, i'm but that's all I, I love it so far i mean i've been dying to replay it again um just to relive a lot of stuff it's one of my favorite games ever um you know and, and obviously so um the remake did a terrific job as we talked about in our game of the year um, episode, which I think was our first episode. Um, you know, we talked yeah. about that. I mean, it, it, it just it just continues to um, amaze me just how well they nailed everything uh, with with the risk of really fucking this game up being so great. Right. Um, and Square being Square, like we saw in the, with their E3 Probably. presentation, um, you know, for them to kind of pull their shit together and make a game this good and and have a pretty fucking good roadmap of, of a game that kind of bridges the gap between this one and the full-blown sequel that is apparently well into development from what we're hearing. Like, I got no complaints so far. I wish that they, or at least I hope that with the, the, the full-blown sequel, um, you know, taking better advantage of, of the hardware because it's built for... The, the new consoles and, and obviously PC probably that they do better jobs with texture work and things like that. So it's not just the characters that look great and everybody else kind of looks like doo-doo. But um, other than that, I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy so, to play it again, man. I love it. So one thing that I was kind of – we're talking about Square last time is that I'm a little bit worried. It's because when Final Fantasy VII Remake started to be 
uh, developed. It was being developed by somebody else. And then Sony and then Square, they took it over and like, all right, we're going to be the main actual yeah. um, developer here. So I wonder what the other company did, which I don't know who it is specifically, and what Square did. Because from everything that Square has told me and shown us, they don't know what the fuck they're doing with Final Fantasy. And so I hope that they didn't get a game that was pretty much ready to go and they kind of like, you know, made it pretty or whatever. Because that would suck when we get part two and it's like the quality is... Yeah is uh aching or equal to what fucking you know square has been in the last couple of yeah, years so yeah. i'm a little afraid we'll see we'll what see. happens there we'll though. see um so that's been in my loadout uh another one in my loadout uh, speaking of of uh ps5 upgrades I, i've been playing the last of us part two um and i gotta say you know that game i had a pretty tough time sort of pinning down how much i loved it or hated it um around game of the year discussion time um Going back to it again, however, um, with the 60 frames per second upgrade uh, and some of the stuff that they they added in uh, even before the the PS5 upgrade, like little things like getting rid of the film grain that was caked all over the game, and you know just kind of making the game a little bit more clear and crisp looking, combined with the uh, the extra frames, um, has really been. I, I, I hate to keep saying transformative, but it's really been a pretty transformative change because it it really makes you even more impressed with. Um, the the animations of the game being so lifelike um the the environments having such a lived in and natural like blown out feeling to them uh facial animations look 10 times better now that you have those extra frames adding more realism to the looks and changes and the nuances of their of of the of their expressions so it's yep. really helped to at least for my experience going back to it it's helped to give the game a little bit more and I don't mean this literally but to give it a little bit more color and a little bit more personality than what I think it it brought to the table with um you know less frames and and more grain I didn't mean for that to rhyme but you know I do hey, it all the time go. so um you know but I think I think um for me I I think now that I've kind of you know got some distance from a lot of the the backlash about the game and just what um, what it did so wrong and some of the plot, you know, twists that people had some conflicts with, um, and just kind of looking at the game for what it is now with, with a lot of the discussion having simmered down. I think that I like the game better than I gave it well, credit not, for. Not only that, you have the, uh, the emotionality of it. You already know yeah. what you're getting. So you kind of take that out of the yeah, equation. Yeah. So there's not that shock value factor kind of coloring the judgment of the game. So I think for me, um, I look at this now with a, a, a different perspective, and I think that it's a much, much better game that I gave it credit for, at least from where I am so far. I think I'm almost nearing the end of, of Ellie's portion of the game. Um, I will say, I did not know this game had 3D audio. Um, it's not from the PS5 um, upgrade. It's it's just something that it innately has. If you turn on your 3D audio toggle from the PlayStation 5's menu, and then you go back to The Last of Us, you can actually turn on 3D audio, and it's it's fan fucking tastic, dude. It's almost more impressive nice. to me than the 60 frames because the way that they mixed the 3D audio is is just a different level. It's probably on par with what we've heard from like Ratchet. I think I think you said uh, at one point talking to me about the game that that even had really good 3D audio with the headphones that yeah. we use. So, yeah. Yeah. Th then uh kind of side note on that. So, the Ratchet hasn't the Ratchet. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Ratchet. What am I? Russian? The, <laughs> the Ratchet. Ratchet has, 
uh, Ratchet and Clank has um, an option for audio where it says headphones or the Pulse 3D yes. audio, right? It actually has that. Um, it has 3D audio no matter right. what. Uh, I guess the I, I don't know if the idea or kind of like the entire thing reason for that is to kind of promote the pulse Probably. headset because I, I I put it on that set I put it on the uh, on the pulse heads pulse headset option and put the pulse headset after playing most of the game with the headphones that we use and man that shit sound like garbage <laughs> like I was like this, this ain't fucking I mean. The, the audio was there. I can hear the the 3D audio in effect, but it's just the quality. Yeah, it's wasn't muffled, there. Like, right? It's dude, it's muffled as fuck. Mm-hmm. I, what I did is I went back to one of the levels in Ratchet and Clank where there's a club mm. scene, and using the three the Pulse 3D audio, that shit sounded like video game mm. club music, right? Like it just sounds like what you'd hear when yeah. you put on the headphones that we use. One day we're gonna have uh, an Phillips episode where we put these on on game because because I think I think yeah. so many people are like buying these these bullshit gaming headsets and i'm a victim of that you're a victim of that yeah um but there's 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 alternatives out there that are like mind-blowingly good and at a quarter of the price so we'll talk about that another episode but yeah the shit we're listening to with is is it's different so so i switch back and i put those on and i go to that bro the bass in that motherfucker was it was like it was insane yeah Yeah, way more punch. It's that no comparison. Yeah, so so uh, yeah. I say all that to say, yeah, if you if you ever get the itch uh, to play The Last of Us Part Two again on PS Five, I think it's a worthwhile game to return to. Really, it has um, you know uh, the the uh, the performance improvements that you want. Um, if you happen to have you know three uh, D audio capabilities with a, with a good headset, it's gonna it's gonna blow you out of the water with that. It's gonna really, really immerse you even oh, yeah. more than the original game did. And now that the dust has settled on a lot of the controversial shit about the game, you might just appreciate what the game brought to the table a little bit more. So, highly recommend going back to that one for sure. Uh, and I'm hoping that sometime in my life we're gonna get information about the uh, factions multiplayer because uh, I need that oh, in my, my life. I forgot about yeah. that. So, um, and the last thing on my loadouts um, is. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege. So, man, this this is one of those games that I just keep installed, and I'll go in, play maybe one, two, possibly three matches, because they are kind of long matches with the way the game is set up. And I've just been having a ball, man. Um, I play it on my Xbox Series X. Um, I, th- I think the game's sound is mixed for um, uh, DTSX and not Dolby Atmos, but even if you use the other one, Man, the sound quality in that game, I know we're kind of stuck on sound for a little while here, but the sound quality uh, with the right kind of headset is is just amazing, you dude. And you hear all the shit going on above you on the floors above, below you, explosions, positional spatial audio. It's 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 insane. Um, the the uh, optimizations for uh, Series X and, and, and PS5 to a lesser extent uh, are really, really good. The game runs at a buttery smooth 60 frames. Uh, the... the um, I think the resolution is native 4K, if I'm not mistaken. So it looks terrific. It runs smooth. Uh, it, it's a totally different experience than what it was playing, uh, what, what it was like to play it on on last gen uh, consoles. So if again, if you're in the itch uh, for uh, Rainbow Six after you know kind of seeing what they're up to uh, with the new game, 
even though we're not too excited about it. Um, Siege right. is definitely worth coming back to for sure. If you're if you're kind of wanting to play some multiplayer stuff that has a little bit of strategy and tact to it, instead of just you know the Call of Duty shoot shit uh, formula, which I'm, I'm not knocking. I'm just saying this is a different flavor um, that that took me a while oh, to yeah. get into. It's... But when I did, I I keep it in my rotation pretty much consistently now. So it's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, I still have downloaded. As a matter of fact, I I threw on a match the other day. Um, while I was waiting for something to uh, uh, cook, and yeah, I mean it's good. I just I I couldn't finish the match, but <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, the matches gone. are like twenty five uh, minutes sometimes. It's pretty nuts, but uh, it, it's pretty good. Yeah, so sorry for those guys that I uh, left them hanging. Oh, you're one of those guys that unplug. Uh, I hate you. I ha- I had to, I had to go. I was uh, I had to, but I mean, listen, guys, I'm sorry. I wasn't really helping them out anyway. They're probably glad. I hope me. they reported you. Um. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So let's go ahead and let's jump into the booty juice, man. Uh, it's been a while since we uh, we cracked open a can of this shit. So, uh, literally. Um, so let's talk about some booty juice ass stuff. And I think I, I, you know, just kind of based on what we have going on here, I think let, let's go ahead and start with yours first, if you don't mind. And um, no, yeah, mine is uh, yeah, mine is more of a just kind of like. Uh, just want something I want to kind of get across, but I'm not, it's not really in depth in that in, in that way. Uh, mine is uh, having to do with the E3 awards, uh, E3 awards. So you know, usually when we finish an E3 kind of wrap up in terms of like us watching it, there are people there, right? There are yeah. uh, video game pundits, companies, journalists who give physical awards to the best games. Um, in the show itself so uh you got all those hard-working studios big and small to be given the opportunity to consider uh for an award get pat in the back all that good stuff not this time around mm. so they e3 implemented an award show to kind of to kind of replace this right there's nothing happening with with game of the show or anything like that so they created an award show and my in my head i'm thinking this is a good idea right you know you still get that that message across you give the opportunity to de- developers who are working on games uh and if it's something that really stands out you give them like you know a thumbs up mm-hmm. or whatever right well this isn't that this is more of a e3 using that that award as currency more like congratulating or or patting the back of the big companies that supported them. And the reason I say that is because uh, you had, in order for you to qualify, you had to show more than one game. So that's goodbye to little <laughs> development teams making the next great yeah. thing, like some, like Somerville. Right. That doesn't count. That that looks fucking fantastic. Right. Uh, or that medium-sized uh, in, uh, independent studio who's working on a pretty beefy game that is like their fucking legacy. That, fuck you, you don't get anything. <laughs> uh and then, you know, and you would think, okay, so at least that the people who qualify, they're going to be chosen by peers, passionate, uh, like, video game pundits and other outlets that cater to, like, uh, to, like, a passionate fan bases. No, six companies, uh, six uh, uh, websites right. are the ones that get to pick up. And it's the Walmart of video games, IGN. <laughs> And then the Walmart, of video, the Walmart of video games in China, IGN China, <laughs> GameSpot. PC, uh, PC gamer, Games Radar, and uh, a website I've never heard of in my life called Games Bonfire. Oh, yeah. yeah, and the, if the, you've the, ne- the one, the the site with the with the fire, right? Yeah, that with one the, with the bond and the fire, mm-hmm. right? So, and if you think I've never heard of this, I, I, I wouldn't be too surprised. It's China-based um, 
website and it is uh owned by a interesting company tencent which is like the biggest video game company in the fucking Oof. world uh-oh. um uh-oh so you know you got and you got you got forza horizon 5 won the big award as the most anticipated game or the most game that set out and look i think any other year with people actually there that could have sure. won um, I mean, visually, we talked about it. Visually stunning Insane. game makes. I think it makes a lot of people who weren't interested in that kind of game interested in the game itself. And um, it could or could not be one of my top three games uh, uh, of the show. We'll talk right? about it. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, we'll talk about it. I, I, I get, I get it. But when you look at all the parameters that it took for that to win that, it gets super gross because it's the, Xbox. Microsoft Studios, through no fault of their own, won the best studio, which is w- really weird because like 24 studios, each development, uh, it, it just doesn't feel like a real award show. And it's just grimy and it's disgusting. Yeah. And it just, it just kind of, it, this year for E3, for, for, uh, for the SO, it was just like a, it was a weird year because, it, and this is another thing that we'll get oh, into yeah. later, just the quality of who they allowed to be here and what they allowed to happen throughout the show and then to cap it off with something so fucking bullshit like this and it's like when you look at the most anticipated then after that they had the most anticipated games uh throughout like you know each company and only the big companies got it like gear gearbox oh, that uh tina God. bullshit game one one of the most anticipated it, games it's it like won something you, you're not do- i'm sorry yeah, they won most anticipated uh, most anticipated game by Gearbox. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all the games they're working on. It, it's just the people they oh, chose no. to include in this pro in this award ceremony. It, it's all literally just a circle it, jerk. Yeah, like, all I, the big companies yeah. who made this possible are sitting down, patting each other back, jerking each other off. It's just it, it, it just it's really disgusting and. It makes no sense. It makes uh, Jeff Keighley's like Game Awards show seem like the fucking mm-hmm. the, like the the light at the end of the fucking <laughs> horrible tunnel that was this. It's 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 just horrible in so many ways, uh, and it's just like no blatantly uh, serving the overlords without any remorse and not trying to hide it. I'm not trying to hide it. It's crazy. Bruh, they ain't trying to hide it. Man, it, yeah, that's kind of my booty juice for you know. I wanted to make it E3 uh, themed and kind of just look at what. Th- this is the thing that ended E3, and it just fucking wet fart. <laughs> Disgusting. Man, they sharded like a motherfucker with that. Yeah, that was they that they was ate. gross, man. It, and that was booty juice. I, yeah. I texted him like, that's booty juice worthy right there, man. Um, yeah. What I have for my booty juice is, um, did you know Nintendo are assholes, Pablo? Did you actually, has that ever crossed your mind? Do they ever cross your mind? <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't know why times. I think about Nintendo's asshole yeah, all the time. <laughs> oh man, um, that's nasty. So, so Nintendo, um, Nintendo's gearing up for their direct. Man, they're 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 ready to go. They got their forty minute presentation ready. We're all kind of looking forward to it. We're all biting our nails. Pablo shitting bricks. Uh, Triforce yep. shit bricks. You know that's pretty. That's pretty. They oof. hurt. They hurt yeah. coming out. That boy was bleeding. Uh, <laughs> Um, and so all the, of a sudden, we in the butthole talk. <laughs> that busted up. All of a sudden, before they they um, their stream begins, they announce. I think it was on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. Japan, Japan Twitter. Twitter of all places. Yeah. So they they announce the Japan Twitter Nintendo. They announce it. that they are blocking content creators from co-streaming their Nintendo Direct, um, which is. 
just just one of the douchiest things that you can do because it, it's one of the most exciting times of the year uh, for gamers and, and obviously content creators build and you know they plan a lot of their um, you know E3 coverage in advance because they they have game plans to to stream it on Twitch to you know and obviously there's you know there, there's money involved in it too they want to get the do- their donations they want to be able to um, you know share in the moment with people. Um, and, and, and they, they didn't get a chance to, well, most of them didn't get a chance to do that. There were a lot of places that were like, I don't give a fuck. And they're still doing it anyway. <laughs> well, um, most of them did it anyway yeah. on YouTube and shit, but it, that's not the yeah, point. It's the fact that, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the point is, is that what, what was the reason really? Like why, why, why didn't Nintendo feel inclined to, to pull the plug like that? And, and basically, you know, strip people of the opportunity to, you know, go into their own groups and communities and, and, and be able to enjoy and appreciate and commentate on what Nintendo's bringing to the table in their own spaces. Like, I just don't get the fucking reason behind why they do this type of thing. I think they're, 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 they're very stingy like this. And I think, I think, and I don't know too much about the esports scene, but I, I remember distinctly some, some shit that they had going on about that uh, a while back. So... A lot of the uh, Smash stuff, Nintendo doesn't want them to really do it. And also, they're like, all right, well, how about you sponsor us? And so I was like, no, we're not doing that either. It's like they don't want them to do yeah, anything with their yeah, shit. So I, I just don't understand what their issue is with this stuff. And, and you know, it got to the point where Twitch, um, who did have permission to stream uh, the Nintendo Direct, actually decided to pull their stream. Um, it, before it went live to basically stand in solidarity with um, the content creators who, who wouldn't get a chance to do that, um, which was I, I thought was a really nice gesture of support. I, I don't think it's going to change much in terms of the bottom line of the way that Nintendo handles this type of stuff because they just seem to be uh, like stubborn for, for no real reason about this type of thing. Um, but it just, it, you know, it, it didn't ruin the Direct by any means. And we'll talk about, you know, how we felt about the, uh, the Direct in just a second here. But it, it was just one of those things where it's like, why did you have to add this this little twinge of bullshit to what's supposed to be an exciting day for you, right? Why 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 suck the energy out of the room in such a way from people that are trying to support you, people that are excited about what you're bringing to the table, and and wanted to just do something as simple as stream about it? You know, like it it just it just felt like oh man, don't don't tell me you're gonna be like this today. So it. You know, like I said, it didn't ruin my excitement for the director or anything like that, but it was just one of those, like, oh, come on, man, kind of moments. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have, like, this obsession with controlling everything. Yeah. Almost, you know, and again, tinfoil hat here, and we already talked about this, is when Ubisoft talked it was going to, you know, show off uh, the new Rap- Mario Rabbids game. Nintendo leaked it, or someone on Nintendo leaked it on their website. It's like, it, it's they want control of mm-hmm. everything at mm-hmm. all times and you know they don't want i guess people streaming it in like you know taking the shower or something yeah uh, yeah I don't know. <laughs> it's dumb shit it's dumb excuses that they'll give you but ultimately it's all bullshit and they need to fucking lighten up and get with the 21st century and the year 2021 because they're really fuck and release games <laughs> in 2021 like fucking Zelda. what are we doing <laughs> All right, so um, my eardrum just got delayed to 2022 because I have nothing left in this <laughs> in this right ear. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've just got to get their shit together and, and, like you said, loosen up. 
just fucking loosen up. It, it's it's gonna be fine. Um, so for assholes, they're really tight, man. You can't <laughs> you can't get an amiibo up that shit. Um, so I mean, no, it's all the booty juice is building up. They gotta let that shit go. I don't like when you say that and then you take a sip of a of a drink that looks like urine. <laughs> that was weird to me uh in in, in about four different ways all right so with that being said you guys let's go ahead and get this checkpoint chat underway so we just got off the uh the nintendo uh booty juice but let's 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 dig into the actual direct itself and talk about kind of uh you know much in the same way that we broke it down with our uh part one of our e3 blowout we're going to run through uh, what Nintendo showed throughout this Direct. Um, we're not going to stay on a lot of the stuff that they showed because, to be frank, a lot of the stuff they showed was just kind of fluff. Um, and a lot of the stuff they showed, uh, alternatively, was actually kind of interesting stuff to talk about. So uh, we're going to stop and go and stop and go as we need to, to to run through this. And then at the end, we're going to give our grade uh, for this uh, Direct and talk about why. So um, let's go ahead and get this underway, Pablo. It started... Yeah. It started with dark clouds in the sky. It started with a passed out Ganon being carried to a cliff. He looked pretty and dead. He to looked me, like man. he was dead. <laughs> his tongue was like yeah. sticking out his yeah. mouth. Yeah, now now So you think do you think Nintendo was like I was just gonna say this fucking yeah. with us? Like saying like, yo, <laughs> all your wants and inhibitions and everything. Fuck yeah. out of here. And he just threw it into the Man. Cause that's how I felt. When I saw that in my in my my heart, my heart said no. My head said, "Man, these motherfuckers ain't releasing uh, Birth of Wild Two this year." Uh, how right you were, but you know, um, man, you know, look, I, I think, um, you know, obviously, you know, the, the trailer ended up being a reveal for for uh, Kazuya uh, from Tekken joining the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate roster, which I think is pretty dope, man. I, I you know, yeah. I, I like the way that they, for the most part, I think they've done a a, a solid job with this second wave of of new characters for. Uh, for the game, I think there's been yeah. some duds along the way, though. I'm not gonna lie; I think it hasn't been as good as it could have been. Um, and I think there's only one more reveal left, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the, the, um, there's only one more character left, uh, but I just really find it hard to believe that they're just not gonna do anymore. I, I, I think that maybe it'll be done for a while, and I think maybe a couple, maybe a year or two down the uh, down the road, they'll release. Like a whole new slew of, of characters, yeah. or at least uh, DLC uh, passes for characters. I mean, this is an ever expanding uh, ultimate roster, and and I don't I don't see why we would ever need another. That's what game. I was gonna say. At least for a long. long I think time. what they have here is is pretty much all they're ever gonna really need, unless there's any licensing mm-hmm. contracts that expire or things like that, which make them have to change sure. things. But they could just take the. They could just probably take the. I, I would, out I would imagine, and now, you know, and, and and maybe the 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 next you know iteration would have kind of a rotating roster because of that, you know, over the over the years. But that would be a, that would be kind see, of it, that'd it be would just up. go. <laughs> it it'd be so hard to go from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate where they have everybody mm-hmm. to then go to a game that doesn't have half that, you know. So they've kind of put themselves into a corner, but I really do think that their intent for the game is almost for that to be like their game as service, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, I think maybe new developers, because I, I think they said that he was done, but that maybe other people can take mm-hmm. the mantle, and, and I would say maybe more characters in that way, but I, I think that Kazuya Reveal was hilarious. It was it was solid. It, yeah. It, it, 
it, it, I, I think it showed, you know, I think it, the the Kirby thing at the end is funny because, you know, Kirby has, like, a whole bunch of jumps you can get out of anything. Like, her recovery or his recovery is absolutely <laughs> insane. And the fact that they yeah. did that made a lot of sense. Um, but I there's a tinge of disappointment because there's only two. I'm going to just play it as the last two characters. And the last two characters are left. And I it's think, like. I think he was one of the two I, last characters, right? There's the only one more left? Because I went on the store. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There, there's only two left. And then oh, he yeah, was okay, one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's only two left. And then he, him showing up as one of them, it's like, now man. Now that last spot. I, I'm yeah. really. It's the last spot. I mean, it's got to be huge, right? Or not. I mean, because in my head, you're thinking. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, you think you're yeah. Master Chief. Like these these characters have been rumored for a long time. And let's say those two have been rumored for a long time. Now it's just not going to be maybe one of them, maybe mm. none of them, most likely none of them. Um, it's it just a really. I wonder what's going to happen. And that's why I feel like maybe this isn't over yet. I think there'll be more later down yeah. the road. But as it stands now, because um, it is a cool reveal, man. Uh, a lot of people are gonna be able to play Tekken uh, Cross uh, Street Fighter now, yeah. Uh, without playing, yeah. So that's pretty dope. I uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not mad about. Okay, it. this is a really yeah. cool way to open Same. the the, the Same. The show. I, I was I was cool yeah. with it too. I thought it was a solid pick for uh, you know all things considered. Um, just that and there's a direct cut. Yeah, so. exactly. So we'll see more of it, you know, and and, and uh, you know, looking forward to trying it out. Um, after that, you know, it was kind of a, a lull. Uh, they showed Life is Strange remastered um, and True Colors, which is cool, I guess. They showed uh, Marvel's Guardians of the a Galaxy. Tweet. A, a tweet would suffice for the Life is Strange. That's all we needed. We just needed a – how about a logo yeah. and just saying now on or coming to Switch? That's all we needed. Um, yeah. yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy gets announced. We're like, oh, interesting. Oh, it looks kind of, looks kind of all right. And then we find out this shit is the cloud version. Of the game, so yeah, I I I have my reservations yeah. on that. I think that the the reason that they didn't announce it with the um with the this is the cloud game is because I think the pro might be able to pl- to play this game, and I think that the regular uh the regular uh, Twitch uh, Switch is gonna play it through via cloud. That's the only reasoning I'm giving it because you know we know uh now we know I think we know for a fact now I, I'm pretty sure it's been revealed that um. A lot of the games that are running, uh, like the Mario Rabbits, was actually running on a pro, uh, supposedly. Oh, that's what they're saying. So it looks like that might have been the case here. We'll see. We'll see. So we'll know. see. Um, so then they, they showed Worms Rumble, uh, some JRPG-looking thing, <sighs> Arteria ascending, um, two-point campus, <sighs> uh, Super Monkey Ball. Can't get away from this game. Yeah, yeah. It's just... You know, that was kind of a, you know, that, that stretch there from Life is Strange up to Super Monkey Ball was kind of like a, ooh, what are they doing? I said, I, doing? I, I text Marco and said, is this a shit show? Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, we're impatient, sure, but fuck, yeah. for, 40 minutes isn't a long time, and they took up some time with these fucking bullshit Man. little worms rumble. I mean, who gives a fuck? That was on, like, PlayStation 5, oh, like, it's so just bad a couple too. of, it's so bad. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was it was definitely one of those oh shit moments like uh oh now we're looking at the clock oh man it's already been ten minutes <laughs> you know um, but then they yeah. come back with you know uh, a little bit of an upswing and they announce Mario Party Superstars which I think is going to sell really nicely over the holidays uh, Mario Party games sure, are yeah. you know usually a pretty a pretty good B tier kind of release for Nintendo that they can count on to kind of fill in a spot. Um, 
is it for me? Uh, it's not at all. But man, uh, it's it's all right. It, it seems like it's something that you know fans of Mario Party will enjoy. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it's got a lot of stuff from the um, whatever the Mario 64, the 64 one was. I think it was was it f- yeah, which is like I think that was one of the one of the more popular ones one, though, one. if I'm not mistaken. Two part two or maybe I don't three. Know. I think it's because uh, that's when the one that had a uh, Peach's uh, birthday cake. Yeah, level the cake level. That people yeah, really yeah. like. So yeah. yeah, it was a cool one. It was it was nice to see that they're kind of returning that again, even though it doesn't do anything for me. Eh, eh, you know, but it's fine. But then it's I fine. got more than an it's fine um, when uh, when they dropped the next one. So we got ourselves a fucking Metroid game. My God, they did. And before that, and before that, they said, "Hey, we're still working on Metroid Prime Four." Blah blah yeah. blah. They yeah, give a little update but, but on, once I on once I knew Four. they said that, I'm like, okay, then they're gonna at least follow it up with something. So it was either gonna be the trilogy yeah. of uh, Prime, or it was gonna be the the, the rumored. Which I would have preferred that, just to be yeah. honest. What? I would prefer the trilogy, I, just to be I, honest. I won't lie. I, I I think we're gonna get that eventually. Still, I think that'll probably maybe be a next year thing to kind of keep the Metroid yep, momentum sure. building up to the release of Prime Four. Yep, yep. Um, but they announce. Um, <laughs> really, if we're getting technical here, they they re debut. Um, a game that was, I believe, announced in 2004 uh, called Metroid Dread, um, which uh, went through a couple of iterations, and I guess because of some reasons that... I watched the Treehouse about the game, and and what they said was uh, they just, you know, at the time, they couldn't... They didn't have the right hardware to to match the vision of the game. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. I just think they couldn't really nail down the concept the way they wanted to. Because when you look at the game, it's not like you're you're seeing, oh my god, this is just, you know, next-gen visuals or anything like that. So I, I think... I think this game, despite you know the the visuals looking kind of you know okay and you know very switchish, if I'm going to coin a term here, um, man, it looks so fucking good. It, it has this weird, uh, you know, this weird machine that's basically you know periodically throughout the game going to be kind of hunting um, Samus down, and it almost reminded me in a weird way of of Mr. X. From, from Resident Evil 2's remake and you know just <laughs> it, it's always around you to try to find you try to hunt you down and, and, and take you out obviously so I thought that was a cool twist uh, to, to bring to the game to keep players on their toes um, really encourage nimbleness and kind of staying um, you know alert at all times and don't just kind of get into a lull with the game but it looks like other than that it's going to be a really really good um, you know Metroid game uh, through and through um, I'm a hundred percent here for it. I think it looks really, really interesting. I like the way that it looks from uh, an art style standpoint. I, I was like, when I first saw Samus' suit, I'm like, what? What's going on with this look? Because she's got like the helmet is normal, the chest piece is the normal colors, and then everything yeah. else is white and blue. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what I'm seeing here. And I got used to it though. And when I saw the amiibo shown afterwards, I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of dope. I don't know why I like it now, but I like it. Yeah. So. What do you think about this announcement? How do you feel yeah. like it fits into Nintendo's year? And what's your, just your general takeaways about this in, in the Metroid scheme of things? Yeah, I think that this is kind of the prime example of what this um, of what this uh, direct is, which is it has huge announcements, but they are so specific to certain fan bases that if you're not a fan of Metroid or another game we'll talk about yeah. a little later on. You're really it's really not going to hit for you in the way that it's hitting mm-hmm. for people. 
Uh, and so I fall in this camp where I describe myself as a Nintendo kid above anything else uh, when it comes to video games. Uh, but I never got into Metroid oh. at all. Like, uh, visually, and, and honestly, visually, when I saw the game, you know, when she's, the thing comes down and then it goes into that uh, 2D view, I actually think the game looks a little bit, um, not bland, but just a little, it feels a little empty. It just doesn't feel like those two uh, 2.5D games that I've seen before that are, like, they look like platformers in the 2D scape that can only be done today, but are are getting back to are getting back to old mm-hmm. games, right? But those games would not be able to z- exist in the SNES or anything mm-hmm. like that. So d- d- that doesn't do that for me. I, obviously, it's it has 3D backgrounds and it is a game that, it's, it's, but it just it doesn't didn't stand out for me. However, uh, the game in motion yeah. with Samus running from Ren and all that really like really shocked me. Like I was like, you know, this looks really like really dope. Like running from mm-hmm. that mon- like from that robot shooting the doors. And I saw some of the play uh the uh, playhouse what they call it? The the treehouse. Uh and you know it there's a lot of that and then you know I, I the really melees was were really cool sold. looking. Yeah. yeah the melees the combos yeah. you can do uh I saw there was one where she uh the lady playing did a like slide yeah, under yeah, the yeah. monster, that was fire. like stuff like that. All that li- little shit like that is like, oh, that's yeah. fucking dope. So yeah, I, I, I'm all I'm all about this game existing. I'm mm-hmm. happy that it exists. I'm going to buy it um, for sure because it just looks like a really good time. And it, um, it, you know, I from the rumors about uh, Dread, it was that it was more that they just weren't really into the game story that much, and they were kind of holding it for. A rainy day in terms of like yeah. making it. Um, regardless of that, I, I it is technically a mainline. It is uh, Metroid, Metroid game Five in that sense, yeah. right? So uh, I'm I'm about it. I'm gonna buy it. Um, I, I I can't say that I'm as excited as you oh, or man. other people who are huge Metroid fans when I, when this was announced. Out when when it was announced, I was like, oh, this is this is dope. And, and 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 that same thing goes for Prime. Like I'm looking forward to see Prime Four, not because I'm excited or have any kind of connection to Prime. It's because I want to see what. Nintendo's going to do with mm-hmm. that game because it is so highly anticipated. I'm kind of, you know, looking at it almost like with uh, cautiously optimistic, like, how are they going to be able to deliver on this game? And then I also want the, the trilogy because I, I've, I've, I really want to get into them and see how, if I yeah. like them. But yeah, man, this is cool. This is, this is cool for me. Um, this aligns exactly with my thoughts on all, the whole presentation, yeah. which it's, it, it's not that it's terrible, but for me, it didn't. I, for me, this presentation as a whole isn't like a huge, like a banger, like it's an A plus for me. But it is, it is good. It is very, very good. And Nintendo has a history of delivering some really shitty uh, directs, or or oh uh, yeah, not shitty, but underwhelming yeah, like yeah. a motherfucker. And this yeah. was not that. So yeah, Metro Prime is good. I'm man, happy to see it here. Uh, coming out I can't this wait. It's year, uh, October eighth, right? Man, I, yeah. I that was what I got most excited about. Because I'm like, oh cool, Metroid. It's probably gonna be a next year thing. And it was like, nah, man. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought. Too. I got on. Uh, man, the first time I turned on my Switch in months was to go in and see if it was pre-order, you know, uh, available for pre-order in the store. And yep, it's there. I'm like, oh man, you know. So I, I'm still kind of like in that mode of like, oh man, there's a new Metroid coming out. Like it's actually there's it, yeah, people yeah, yeah. don't re- like it's hard for a lot of people who don't you know have a huge attachment to Metroid to realize like how fucking crazy it is that it's it was finally getting a new Metroid game. It's ridiculous how long they went without making one. And it, 
and it gotta be hard to be a Metroid fan because Nintendo seemingly hates the fucking. You would think like it's like it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, maybe it doesn't sell as well, but I guess it doesn't. But it's still. I mean, for years, Zelda. Uh, you know, Legend of Zelda games kept coming out, and they weren't really selling great. Like the Breath of, Breath of the Wild is their best selling Zelda game of all time, and it's barely beating yeah, Odyssey, <laughs> which was not like the best. You know, Mario, it's like barely beating yeah. Odyssey. So, I, I, you know, I know there's franchises. I mean, Luigi's Mansion can't be rolling in the dough. I mean, but they're yeah. still making them. Yeah. You know, so I, I just don't understand the the hate for Metroid. The other thing is maybe they love Metroid so much is that they don't want to throw out some trash which i appreciate to an extent but at some point you know there's 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 something you're doing wrong after a while if you're not finding a good formula for the series it's on you you've made good games before you just got to figure out where you went wrong but i'm glad they're writing the ship i'm glad they're getting this game out and they're and they're reintroducing metroid in its traditional form to people so that hopefully they can appreciate what prime brings to the table with hopefully a trilogy to give them you know uh people a, a a welcome back uh, and then you have Prime Four to kind of you know bring it all home at the end, uh, hopefully sooner than later. But we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm all here for the for the Metroid you Renaissance. Know what I'm uh, so you know, again, we had a little bit of a lull. Uh, Just Dance 2022 gets a trailer. I wrote in my notes, I dance for Samus and no one else. Um, Cruising <laughs> Blast, uh, and, and so I kind of want to say something about Cruising okay. Blast because, like, uh, a lot of the origins of my video game history starts with like primarily two okay. arcade games and that's area 51 and that's cruising yeah. usa uh yeah so those are the games especially for whatever reason where we live there were like everywhere yep. those arcade All cabinets over. they were just like i remember one time we i forgot where we went but it was within florida and we went to the shitty hotel because we were going out of state mm-hmm. i think that's what it was and they had like an ice room where you could ice and they had cruising usa <laughs> in that room it's for no reason i just and that was like the Everywhere. whole day that we had there i kind of just i just played that but anyway like um the cruising blast is actually a game uh, arcade cabinet that came out like mm-hmm. six years ago and so this is coming out so i think for me i should have been happy to see this but then it's like no, i it's, I it's one of those things anymore. where it's cool to see but just not here I don't need to see it here. <laughs> right. And honestly, I why are they still making these games? And, and and Metroid is, is over here struggling. Like, I, I don't get it, man. Thank you. That part. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's just a weird picking and choosing of, of, of things here. So they they, they uh they follow up with, with um you know Dragon Ball Z um Kaka Kaka Rot, uh which looked like Kaka. We don't need to see these old games on E3 stages yeah, anymore. We, we, we're good. We're we're super good on that now. Good. Um People already done play this. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, we're past the point now, and it, I don't even know if people love that game that much to begin with. So, um, I think it's well received, but for a Dragon Ball Z game, but I mean, what? That's yeah, not exactly. Much, so, um, but they do come back with a little bit more uh, insight into Mario Golf Super Rush, which to me still looks fantastic, still looks fun, still looks like uh, something worth playing. And this is when I started. You know, I think this is around the time in the show when I'm like. Yeah, they kind of, you know, Metroid, I was still on the high of Metroid. I'm like, yeah, they got some stuff that I might, you know, come back and try out. You know, it, it, they might not be the games that are like at the top of my most wanted list, but they're, they're getting to a point where I'm like, oh, I might want to mess with that some, at some point. Um, they, they follow up with uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Rings of Ruin. Uh, I'm sorry, did, did you have anything about uh, Mario Golf that you wanted to say before I jump into the next thing? Or Oh, right. Uh, I think that the speed golf mode they showed looks really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks, um, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just looks that that mode because you know golf is mm-hmm. a slow, methodical yeah 
plotting game and you can play it that yeah. way uh but that speed golf shit is cool because all four of you you hit the ball and then you all race to the ball to, and it's like whoever finishes yeah. the round first rather than whoever That's finishes the slow yeah. methodical bullshit game and, and i and i think it, it brings a, a chaos to chaos <laughs> It, it brings a chaotic oh, kind of thing to uh, to golf and, and a Mario yeah. flavor that makes this game, un, you know, unquestionably Absolutely. Mario golf. You know, yeah, which yeah. is dope. I'm all yeah. in on this. Um, maybe not day one, but I'll get I'll get around to it for sure. It'll be a cool game to. Oh, I'm in this day yeah. one for sure. Um, uh, I'm in this. You have to get. I'll tell you why you have to get in early. Because when I got in early into into Mario Tennis uh, Aces, I was playing online and I was doing a good job. And then a week oh, later. Man. These motherfuckers were hitting like these curveballs. I was like, "What the hell happened?" <laughs> it was just insane. The knees anyway, were buckling. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, looks good. I'm I'm down. Um, uh, moving on. Uh, Monster yeah, yeah. Hunter stories too. Wings of Ruin. Uh, it, it doesn't. It looks. It almost looks like a, a Xenoblade game artistically. Let me let me ask you this: What is this? Because I thought this was a a visual novel. Because when they first showed it off. They, I guess they only showed the story portions of it, and it looked like a visual it looks novel. Like and a, it was literally looks like a game, <laughs> right? And it looked yeah. like a game game. I was like, wait, this looks like a three D. It is a three D yeah. Monster Hunter. I I almost kind of want to play this more than Rise, <laughs> even though I know Rise is yeah. probably the better game. Uh, yeah, since obviously this is coming later, and it has yeah. But this side. This looks. I want to see what makes this game different from Monster Hunter. Why it's a whole separate thing. I kind of. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it. maybe it's just more of a story kind of a, a story story than what Rise brings, where yeah, it's more about just the that. hunting aspect of it. I, I have no idea. This. I mean, obviously, it sounds like we both have no idea because we don't play these games that much anyway. So, well, June twenty fifth is that demo. It yeah, I mean, July, why not? So. I'll try it out for sure. But it, it didn't. It didn't. You know, wow me. It was just like, oh, it kind of looks like a game. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Up next, they uh, they they bring back another IP that we haven't seen in a little while uh, with WarioWare. Get it together. Um, comes out this year, um, I believe September, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, September yeah, I believe 10th, so. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's one of those things where you know, it's it's WarioWare. It's the mini games that are wild, weird, wacky. Um, so immediately, I've been told that uh, people yes, like this game. People, a lot of people swear it. by this game. Um, I think in the DS days, if I'm not mistaken, it was a pretty it was, it was pretty popping, but yeah. not for me whatsoever. Um, but the WarioWare. You know, Wario specifically is a beloved character, and you know, from what I understand, I'm not a big Nintendo person, so I don't know where they rank in the pantheon. I'm a big, I'm a big Nintendo fan. I don't know what the fuck people are talking about. I know it was, I know that this was a big like 3DS game, like you said, or, or like yeah. a handheld game, but people were talking about this game like when he goes miss me. I was like, no, <laughs> that's rude. No, I don't miss you. Um, no, no, I just I, I'm happy it exists That's what because I, I know say. that people love this game, uh, but you know, again, another one of those titles that are coming out this year that I don't have any yeah, attachment. But you know, to. again, it's Th- this one it's for sure. That, I won't it's play in that 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 B tier of like you know, this is not the banger you want. Probably, maybe it's even C-tier, a C tier. Yeah, yeah um, but you know, yeah. it, it's it's there for people that that are, that are into uh, this the series. I would be shocked if it's sixty bucks. To be honest, it is. is it? I think it oh, is. Oh man, that see. They I better have a lot be. of motherfucking mini games. I'll tell you that much. 
Um, man. <laughs> but so is so is uh, so is uh, Mario uh, Party. That I can kind of understand because there's usually yeah. a lot of meat on the bone with those types of games. You can keep coming back to them, and they're always you know they're always fun. Uh, this, on the other hand, I don't know how many different toothpaste squeezing mini games they're gonna put in this shit, but they're gonna need they're gonna need some they're gonna need some shit for this. Are you looking it up right now? Okay. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. It is fifty dollars, forty nine. Uh, yeah, okay. Still too much. Yeah, I, it's still yeah. I would have said I would have said thirty would have been where I would have thought this would would fit, but whatever. Um, but again, for fans, cool for you. Um, Shin. My motherfucking Gami Tensei Five. So, I, <laughs> I, um, you know, we we had briefly talked about this game before direct, and you had kind of, you know, you, you were you were trying to, I think you were trying to ask me like what, what exactly is this in comparison to Persona, and it's a tough, it's a tough shell yeah. to crack because they're they're kind of, they're kind of sister games in a sense. Um, so a lot of the enemies are the same. A lot of the some of the core elements of the game are the same. Obviously, the art style is very much similar too. Um, but there's just a different level of weirdness and a definitely a different difficulty curve. Uh, at least looking at what a lot of the past games were like, um, that you know w- w- that that part was always what turned me off towards those games because I don't need to get my yeah. ass handed to me in 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 games anymore. I just want to enjoy my my shit. Um, but damn it, if this game doesn't look fire, dude. Um, the, the trailer, I think, was one of the yeah, better trailers in, in terms of explaining the premise of the game. Uh, they were very, very um, – they did a very good job of explaining who you are, where you ended up, um, who's with you, what you're supposed to do. And I think it really made um, one of the more, I would say, relatively obscure uh, JRPGs that, that exist make a little bit more sense to people. Um, I thought the gameplay looked – Really, really good. I thought that the even stuff as simple as the angle um, of the of of the yeah. like the combat section, the turn based combat looked really cool. Uh, the character looks really neat. I, I think the only thing that I was kind of like Ugh, about was the the resolution. Um, that shit was Vaseline. The V and the, the V and Shin Megami Tensei stands for Vaseline because that shit looked like Vaseline. Um, <laughs> But was it was it like uh, you think it was a compression issue thing it, or it, it just this game's not it gonna look looked pretty. like that Switch sub HD resolution shit. So I'm I'm really hoping that this is one of those games, depending on whatever Switch Pro becomes, uh, that might benefit from a bump if they have something like that. That it's a feature in the Switch Pro, which I doubt. Uh, but I think beyond just the resolution looking like that, everything else that I saw from this trailer looked fire flame juice to me so what did you think did yeah. you have any feelings about this at all no i mean I, i'm gonna get it i uh, you know i, I are you Should famously you? or 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 I, not famously but uh infamously i i never finished persona but i mean i listen i i i've i've the amount of time i put into that game is like finishing oh, two different games like 60 hours no what i'm saying is what i'm saying is 60 hours into the into a game you know, I think if I buy, you know, SMT5 and I play 60 hours and I don't finish it, that's a long time that I'm playing a game. I mean, I think, I think it's worth it, even if I don't finish it, to, to play it and enjoy at least 60 hours of it. Now, do you know if it's like 100 you, hours? Well, I mean, Persona kind of 5 of was eight, almost 88 hours for me, and that's Persona. So this is probably going to be insane. Yeah. Um, maybe 100 plus hours, I would say, uh, 
Man, fuck yeah, out of here yeah, with that. Don't bullshit. buy this game, Pablo. <laughs> you got your backlog no, I'm, I'm is insane as it is, and it's and it's it's fucking June. I don't have a see the thing is <laughs> I don't have a backlog. I just have a forget log. Man. Amnesia log. Res- that she gets in the amnesia log you never Christopher get Redfield again. is still waiting. No, that game is not in that log. That game is gonna get played. Mm-hmm. I like too much. I like too much of that game to let it go. It's just that I'm in the middle of some some games right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So moving on, man. Um, another lull. We got Danganronpa Decadence. <laughs> my response was what? No, nah, nah. On my notes. Uh, Fatal Frame is uh, <laughs> is is back from the graveyard of 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 Wii. Uh, uh, Wii U. I don't remember which one, uh, which Wii it's on. Wii U. Wii U. Yeah. So, Made in the Black Water is uh, is is back. Cool throwback, I guess. Great. I mean, I I guess it's an I guess it's a no brainer. It's a game that I, nobody played. Yeah. It came out on Wii U, but I looked it up on Open Critic. It's like yeah, 68, it's, 70. Yeah. So Fatal Frame really was like, one of those. You know, people thought it was like a cult classic kind of series on the PS2 era, but. To me, it was like this isn't scary and this is kind of stupid. Um, so I'm I'm not playing this. Yeah. Um, Doom Eternal DLC gets announced. That's cool. Fine. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. They, they say they say oh it's gonna it, it's an HD. And I looked at the 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 fucking gameplay from this direct of Tony Hawk. I'm like that's not HD Nintendo. <laughs> that looks like. I mean, they gotta get the fuck out of it. that game. Is barely HD on regular man. Anyway. So you know, it, not where you want to play that game at all. So it, it, again. I would suggest don't play well, that game at all. Pablo's also on the That's cocaine because that shit was fun. But, uh, anyways, nah, Strange Brigade. Uh, strange that it's here. Um. <laughs> I put a I put in my notes one word baffling. That this got an opportunity yep. to be on the E3 showcase for Nintendo when this game has been out forever and it's also trash. It looked. Like a cancellation that should that, that should have happened. It 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 just it didn't it didn't need to live. It didn't need to live. Um, so go. again, we're in that five six game streak of a lull, and I'm starting to think, damn, we ain't got that much time left. We ain't got a lot of time left, man. Mm-mm. And mm. and this is when Nintendo's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna start bringing it home. So we see Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope again, which I expected to see. Um, still looks cool. Uh, actually, I, I downloaded Mario plus Rabbids, uh, uh, the, the first game again, actually. I'm, I'm going to go back and test it out just to kind of refresh you myself know, on that game a little bit. The interesting tidbit that I don't know if they covered in Ubisoft uh, forward was that within there's like a, 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 a part of the map and you move through those parts, right? It's 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 turn based. But in 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 uh, Sparks of Hope, you can actually move freely. They said that you can move freely. So if you're in this section, right, of mm-hmm. the map itself, while you're fighting, um, I think your turn uh, is dictated just by the action. So you can actually move around the entire portion hmm. of that map freely as much time as you want. And when it's your turn, it's only to attack. So it, you can move the group into a new section, and once you're in that new section, then you can move freely around in that new section. Hmm. And when you attack, it's right. based on your turn. So it's less about you know I need to get into cover there, and I need to move there. You don't use turns in that you can just get into cover oh. uh, freely as many times as you want. So there's like a freeness to it that they're uh, implementing that looks. I'm actually curious know, about that. It, it looked 
That, yeah, that could yeah. be like a game changer because it, it it takes the entire kind of premise of it being like an RTS type game, yeah. which it was kind of an RTS on easy mode until the later uh, later levels of Mario Plus Rabbids in the first game. But taking that and kind of almost flipping it, almost where it's still turn based for attacks, but it feels more fluid. Wise, I guess you yeah. have the yeah more fluid, and it feels more fluid, and you have Mario who can who is you know it's a platformer character. It makes sense. So implementing all that stuff, yeah, it, it's actually a really interesting wow. thing, and I, I'm really looking forward to to how. They yeah, that's actually that. cool. So that was a little tidbit that I caught. That yeah, like, that is cool. I I, yeah. I didn't catch that, and I I think that that kind of makes me a little bit more intrigued about the game now, to be honest, because. I, mm-hmm. I really just thought it'd be more of the same, just with a different roster of people to choose from, some different locations, different enemy types, just the basic kind of sequel that you kind of phone in. Um, yeah. But that sounds really interesting, actually. I might I might have to, yeah, I might have to come back and check that out. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to see this at the uh, at the treehouse because I, I kind of wanted to see yeah. that in action, but um, yeah. but it wasn't there. But it's it's an next year game, so that probably be too early to okay. show anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Um, that's interesting then, yeah. I'm definitely interested in this game a little bit more yeah. now. And 2022 still, which I think is uh, is unfortunate. I would have loved to see it come out this year. Uh, but it's all good. Uh, we'll get it when we get it. Um, all right, up next. So as a, as a person who's not really played Advanced Wars before, this was one of those things where when I watched like content creators like react to the direct... This was one of those ones yeah. where people like, holy shit, it's back. Oh my God. You know, and I, I always, I'm always happy for them when they have that moment because I've had those moments, right? Um, yeah. I, Jeff Grubb said yeah, that he teared up. Yeah, people lost their shit. Uh, and, and that's that's awesome. And that actually, you know, makes me curious about, you know, getting a chance to play these games. I looked on Metacritic at the original games and they got a lot of love like they're one of the best rated games of all time or some of the best rated games of all time uh so you know for me coming from that standpoint i'm actually curious about getting this to try and i've heard that they are doing a demo for uh advanced wars actually so that's going to be cool to test it out um it has online co-op which is another cool little add-on that i think could be pretty interesting um i think it's co-op it might be either that or pvp i'm not too sure but um I think the only thing that really kind of made me go Ugh, is 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 the art style. I, I kind of looking at the original games and seeing the pixel art. Um, not that we haven't seen a million pixel art games already over the last several years, but I kind of liked that art style a little bit more. This was a little bit more toy like to me, uh, with, with really solid colors for all the soldiers and stuff. And maybe that's the the, the gist of the the game. I don't know too well, honestly. But um, other than that. It's one of those ones that's super dope for fans. Um, I will probably give it a shot, especially if the, you know if there's going to be a demo. Um, but I just didn't have that same oh fuck reaction as everybody else did. How how did you feel when this uh, was shown? I've never felt more disconnected. <laughs> okay. Between like my experience with seeing that game being announced and seeing other people react the way they reacted. Um, not to take anything away, I, I just I. When this game was announced, I was like, I was still kind of on the Mario Rabbids, oh, move around freely kind of mindset. Oh. I was kind of trying to, th- oh. I was thinking, I was, I was literally in that, huh, how would that work? And then this, this gets announced, and I'm like, Advance War, I heard of that before. And then, that's it. That's literally, and I, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, that looks mm-hmm. cool, I guess. You know, I mean, you know, there's nothing there for me in that sense. But then. Watching people react and watching people talk about it, a lot of the things that I one of the one of the quotes that I've heard 
multiple times throughout. And it's, you know, it's this specific quote is, this is a win, even if you don't know it. So that is like, okay, that's interesting. There's a lot yeah. of people that confident in, I can in see this that. game that they know, hey, you've never played it, but you just mm-hmm. won something because you're about to experience this for the first time and it's going to blow you away. And that alone is super exciting yeah. for me. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm always um, into the breach. Yeah. Was the game that came out of nowhere, and I, you know, not a fan of those kind of games. Played Oof. the fuck out that shit. Uh, Wargroove. Yeah, Wargroove's uh, got a following. Wargroove came yeah. out, and it's and it's a direct inspiration of Advance Wars. And I played a little bit of that. I think it was on Switch. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it, it was, was on, on Game Pass, Game Pass and it, it was or, on Switch or, too. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, it was a little too hard so for me. So I, I, I played I, a little I, bit. I appreciated it. Though. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. And art style, and that's the thing that I'm looking at is like, and I've heard people brought, bring this up. It's like, you know, this. Art style is a little hard to get through considering Wargroove is right. so beautiful, you know? And it's like, it, it takes everything that Advance Wars did in, in the art style department and made it, modernized it in that pixel art kind of way. So, yeah, I, I think that the game looks, it almost looks like a um, like a phone game. like A, a little like a, bit. Like You're a, not wrong. A game that would come yeah. out, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, ooh. But, you know, if, if people are going to live and die by the game itself and the actual, um, you know, gameplay of it, how it works, yeah. I'm in. Like, you know, it comes out in December. Uh, that's probably going to be a time where there's not going to be a lot left mm-hmm. to, to play. And, and and if people are telling me that I won and I don't even know well, it, I, I, I think I think part of you the quote-unquote victory is also that Nintendo is kind of brushing some dust off of some franchises that, you know, those where do they go franchises that never really failed, never really yeah. flopped, never really did anything wrong, but just kind of fell by the wayside. So I think it's also a victory in a sense of seeing games in that kind of category getting a second chance and that hope kind of extending to maybe some other franchises that has kind of fallen by the wayside or gone away yeah. um, because everybody wants F-Zero. Everybody loves F-Zero. Um so we'll see, we'll <laughs> see. Uh, but I'm excited to try it out as Fuck. someone who has kind of you know circled back and looked at, like I said, the reviews about the game on Metacritic and so on. It, it's clear that this game is not just a fluke and that it is it is that it is that shit uh, right, to some right, extent. Right. But we'll see. So then, then it's time. Then they're like, here's our last part of our presentation. Here's where the butthole just completely closes up and retracts um like airplane wheels um and we are we are in zelda mode right yeah they did say this is the last segment but when age of calamity dlc came up i was like i think i texted you a series of button mash letters after after that the 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 splash came up of of all the artwork of that i'm like oh no no way (laughs) oh no i was no way yeah so, I gotta be honest. I mean, I I tuned out completely, like just out of like disbelief that, like, oh, this is what you're gonna do now. <laughs> like, you, you think I want to see Age of Clan? So I wasn't even listening to the DLC at all. I don't even know what they said. I don't know what they covered. Um, it look, it's I don't know what it yeah. is either. I, I know that Zelda shows up in the in the motorcycle that uh, Link drives Great. in the Breath of the Wild. Look, you know, listen, I. Don't understand why people <laughs> pretend to like this game. I mean, look, I, I I'll be honest with you. I didn't play it, um, so I'm just bullshitting. Uh, I'm sure it's people who I'm love sure it people love 14 frame per second games. It's there's, there's an audience for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You know, I've seen I've seen videos of this game running uh, pretty nicely, 
and then like going into the next like zone, just completely dipping sub like right. fifteen. I'll, I I can't <laughs> play, and it's a game based on like you know the I think the um you I I see the enemies pop up Come in on. front of you, Come not on. like oh the the anyway. Besides that, look, I'm glad they're still supporting the game. It's a game in the Zelda, you know, kind of canon. Sure. I guess it is. Kind uh, of. It's just these games aren't for me. And DLC is fine. Look, I'm, I'm whatever. But man, yes, it's a fucking missed opportunity. Like, okay, you're not going to release Breath of the Wild 2 this year. <laughs> fine. Okay. But like, where is, like, oh, DLC, but it's like almost like wave based DLC. Like, it's not, there's nothing about, like, it's the 35th anniversary. Like, do something more, like a, a whole different side story. Like, they, I don't know. I, I felt like it's funny because this segment ends up with a bang, but the segment itself, it, for me, is like, it's such a uh, terrible it was torture. fucking yeah. failure because of the shit they showed and what they didn't show with the whole rumored uh, princess, uh, uh, Twilight Princess and... Um, Wind Waker? Wind Waker HD that supposedly was coming out as a bundle, as is, which the HD and the which is fine, and in that they don't even mention that. It's like uh, where's yeah, that? Yeah, I was pretty you know? baffled by that at the very least because I I knew they were gonna allude to Skyward Sword and they got to that right after the Age of Calamity stuff and I'm like, right, okay, Sky, Skyward Sword, but but and it didn't happen with with more of the the remake stuff. I'm like, come on, here's our game and watch uh, version of Zelda. I'm like, oh, which. Which you know that who's ever gonna who's ever gonna uh, even yeah get their it's hands just on one that. of those like we're gonna like, so, that's like your collector's seven. item bullshit thing I guess I don't know um, listen I'm and you, you talk to the guy who bought the SNS controller for Switch for another well, reason fine. than just that's to collect fine. it but but what I'm saying is I, I don't I'm oh not yeah even interested yeah in it. it's like who's you this know? for um so then we're, it, it's time it's time it's time here it comes. The sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is shown. What's the we name? Know. Um, Pablo, I, I, I kind of want to give you the floor. I want you to just... I, I just want to give you the floor. Give me your stream of thought. Just tell me how you're feeling. I want you to have this space because I'm, I'm about to go and celebrate right after you're done. So I just want to have you go on. No, I mean, listen... I think when you look at everything, uh, when you look at how long this game has been in development, um, the fact that they, you know, besides COVID and all that, like, you know, this game was, is a game that they were most likely trying to release during the 35th year anniversary of of, of Zelda, just because it, what's the point of doing that yeah. uh, and release it the, the year right after? Like, I'm sure they tried. Uh, you know, things happened. Uh, there's a new system supposedly being announced. You know, Breath of the Wild release with the system. It just yeah. a lot of things lined up, and I'm sure that was the original plan. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think realistically, when they say 2022, I, I would have been completely shocked if it came out this year within the last couple of weeks in terms of everything that transpired, especially with, especially with, um, them not announcing the new system before. Yeah, E3. I'm gonna get to that later uh, on. Yeah, then, when we wrap up. But yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you know, and then the fact that I think it would have been, a, I think this would have been a, a a more heavy Zelda um, direct, like they would have announced the name 
showed gameplay, uh, talked about the story, uh, kind of talked about new areas, weapons, how weapons work. They would have like a blowout. Uh, and when we got into about the 30 minute <laughs> mark and I saw that that wasn't the case, I, it was pretty much set. Like, cause it usually, if it, if a game is going to come out like the other end and, and it's coming out this year, let's say it was going to come out in November. Um, all that little bullshit we saw that we didn't, we hated, we would have, it wouldn't have been there. It would have probably been like this. It would be like three things. It would have been, uh, you know, uh, Advanced Wars. They talked about a little bit of the DLC. Skyward Sword, yeah, great. Probably had the gaming watch. And then just have like 25 minutes mm-hmm. of Zelda where they would have done, you know, had this Kind of like what they did with Smash Brothers almost. Uh, uh, the name. Yeah. Smash Brothers and also what they did, I think they, they did with uh, Bre- yeah, yeah, yeah. the original yeah. Breath of the Wild. Uh, so... You know, when that happens, like, all right, this isn't happening. But still, I mean, I I don't want... I can't say that I'm upset because I want the game to exactly, be good. Exactly, same. Um, what, what, what I am uh, kind of, like, disappointed in is the fact that this is next year. The, the wording was not no. very confident. Is that we're aiming for yeah. 2022. Uh, and then the fact that they showed some really cool stuff... Uh, out of context, you know, people are gonna theorize like a motherfucker now. That's 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 not even you know no question. It's already happening. I've already watched about three or four <laughs> videos, and they all say completely opposite different yeah. things. That you know, one of them is probably gonna be right, and the others are just gonna be completely off. Um, but no name. They didn't they didn't talk about what the game is gonna be called. They didn't uh really clarify anything. It it, it just it, it was more or less just a another teaser. And this is what and Nintendo doesn't do this usually. Like I ta- like I said on previous podcasts, they don't tease things. It's Advance Wars coming out, boom. Metroid uh, Dread, boom, coming out. You know that's what they do. That's it. it that's kind of like uh, their whole entire. That's the rollout. Kind of the way they ran their entire company. Yeah, that's 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 a rollout plan. They have games in their pockets that they've lit. Like for example, the story about Age of Calamity is supposed to come out this year, but since uh, Mario uh, Bowser's Fury wasn't ready, that they just were like, oh, just we'll we'll put that in place of Bowser's Fury and give them time to finish it. Like they have these games ready to go, so that's how they roll games out. Uh, like the Mari, like the like the Donkey Kong 2D game that was rumored. Uh, that's probably a thing because it was rumored along with everything else that we've seen. So they're probably not going to release that till they're ready next year. Be like, oh, by the way, it's yeah. not like in three weeks yeah. or something. You know, that's what they do. So they already showed a teaser. They've already kind of alluded they're going to talk about Breath of the Wild in, in, in the C3, and then it's just they showed another, this almost <laughs> felt like revealing. The, uh, the, the game again with uh, with with a little bit more meat on it. Yeah, in terms some of the clues itself. in there but too. Yeah, it, it, the, yeah, which makes you believe that this is probably having to do with COVID because uh, they don't do this. I mean, by 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 uh, you know proof of what we just saw in the entire uh, direct above it. Like all those games, we didn't know about half of those games, and they're coming out this year. You know, so you know it, it's a little disappointing. Uh, and yeah, you can go ahead and tell me uh, you're right. <laughs> I win, babe. Um, I win, uh, and I win. So I'm yeah, I, 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 um, I was not surprised, obviously, that it was going to be at least what they're saying a 2022 game. I think what I was surprised about was that they didn't at least give us a season um, for 2022. Okay. Um, and, uh, I think that, I think that part of it is, is for a couple reasons, right? So number one, I think that this game's release, um, is, 
is obviously going to be, at least to me, I shouldn't even say obviously, I think to me it's going to be a situation where it's going to have some sort of relationship with the Switch Pro. Uh, in some capacity, I think I think that to me, and you might disagree. I don't know, but I think to me that's going to be one of the big um, potential, um, I guess, benefits or uh, selling points to kind of bring this game into the into the picture alongside that new Switch model uh, in some capacity. So I was kind of hoping, um, and, and this is going to kind of bleed into some of the things I was going to say around my grade, but um, I was hoping that the Switch Pro was going to be announced so that uh, understanding where this game fit within that rollout strategy uh, would kind of make more sense to me. But we're still kind of in a no-man's land of understanding with both this game and the and the Switch Pro itself. So that connection is, is really interesting to me to see how that's going to work together. And we didn't get any kind of insight as to uh, as to that at all. So that, for me, was a massive disappointment. Now, the game itself is, you know, as somebody, you know, that is not a big Zelda fan, I have a healthy respect for it and admiration for the series. I played, um, you know, I played the games. I just don't have the same connection that you do. Um, it, it's almost like the way you feel about, about Metroid uh, is how I feel about Zelda. And I will say, despite that, I was I was blown away uh, from what we saw. Yeah. Um I didn't even talk about how that. Yeah, yeah that, I mean the the game itself, um, the art style is spectacular. The um, what we've kind of started to um, piece together about possible conspiracies about you know who you're actually playing as and that you might be playing as maybe two people potentially, uh, someone up in like the sky mm-hmm. and someone down below. Um, you know, that stuff is really interesting to me. And if that is true, I think that says a lot about them, A, really wanting to go all out with this game. And not it's not just a sequel to Breath of the Wild, meaning more of the same. It's really trying to take that next step forward. Um, and yeah. and s- Historically, they do this because you had Legend of yeah. Zelda Doctor in the time, and then you had Majora's Mask that came out a couple years afterwards, where it used the same yeah. asset to the game, but it was completely different. And this isn't going to be that, isn't going to be completely different, but there's going to be something, a hook, and most likely time travel is going to yeah. be involved. There's going to be something that makes this a sequel but not just like you were saying, more of the same, but it's going right. to stand on its own as its yeah. own kind of so, game. And that's yeah. why I got so frustrated about the name not being announced because they're still billing it as the sequel to Breath of the Wild 2 when it, it doesn't, yeah. I mean, other than the art style looking familiar, it seems like it's not just going to be a sequel to the Breath of the Wild 2 thing. It's 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 taking a different right. approach uh, in, in potentially some very big ways. And, and I'm sure that the name of the game is probably going to... Uh, connect that with whatever gameplay hook they're going for, right? With with two people, or maybe the arm thing, um, arm of the something uh, as as the sub thing. Uh, I it'll don't know. be um, it'll be Legend of Zelda arms. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if if Link, ha- it'll serve let, as a sequel. It'll serve as a sequel. Let to me arms find out. Well. Link has slinky arms, and I'm leaving. I'm leaving Nintendo. I'm divorcing them. Um, <laughs> But, you know, apart from all that, I, I loved what I saw. I'm super excited about this game. And, and I don't get blown away by Zelda games like that very often. But this one made me just go, oh, my God. I, I cannot fucking wait to get yeah. this this game. So um, I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm even more excited that this is going to be free as fuck for me. 
Uh, so I'm I'm all in, man. I'm all in. <laughs> so um, with that being said, let's give this uh, direct a grade, man. Uh, talk to me. Tell me how you're feeling yeah. about this show before, and where you where you set it. So before you do that, I real before we okay. do that real quick uh, about the Switch Pro yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I um. I think they're all they're all I think their plans are all fucked. I, I think that the Switch Pro is ready to go and I think that they wanted to release it with with uh with Zelda. I still think and I know you think that it's next year for I do. the Switch Pro, but in terms of like people who've like, you know, like I listen to other podcasts who quote unquote are insiders or have like sources, they say that they're pretty they're still confident um that the console's coming out this year because Nintendo got they gave them explicit um permission to show games that are running on a switch pro and if you look at the way that the switch was actually rolled out it was announced in january and came out in march so uh i I, they still think that it's going to be like a like a september release date for the console itself and they're they're really just going to scrap their plans to attach it to one game because they know that uh pokemon arceus Uh or rts whatever and zelda are going to be there waiting for for the system and it's probably going to be super hard to find anyway to begin with, so get it out there. But we'll see. But um, to kind of go on the wrap up, um, here here's my thing: a a a showcase for me is supposed to like encompass a company's vision uh, for short term and long term uh, goals for the consumer, you know. Um, and you know, sure, I want to know what's coming out in the media future, and I'm super happy that Nintendo has all these games coming out this year. Um, you know, but when you look at someone like Xbox and what they did, um, I'm going to be playing uh, Halo. I'm going to be playing Forza uh, Horizon this year. That's great. But also, I have a roadmap. Next year, I'll be playing uh, Starfield, Redfall, perhaps the next Forza, uh, Forza Motorsport. And after that, we still have Contraband. We have Hellblade 2. We have Fable. We have Perfect Dark, Outer World Suit, Avowed, Elder Rings, uh, you know, Elder Scrolls 6. Like, we have these games. We have a roadmap. Once we play all these games this year, we're going to be in the same place where we were at the beginning of the year. I guess, what, what's Zelda Breath of the Wild 2? What's the name of Zelda <laughs> Breath of the Wild 2? I don't know. Once did it come out? Yeah. This year, I guess? You know, we're going to be in the same exact place uh, that we were at the beginning of this year. And we're going to be sitting here in January. Exactly, a new Pokemon uh, game's coming. Yeah, but that's you know we know that's coming. That's a, that's that's going to be a game. every year we get something Pokemon related. So that's not really a surprise. The, uh, Nintendo's roadmap is, the, you know, sure they have Splatoon and they have these games, but they're not really talking about these games. And because they're not talking about them, not, I feel like maybe, you know, with, with the way they release games and the way they roll them out. Uh, Splatoon three can come out next year or could come out in twenty twenty four. Like it's. And nobody would be surprised, you know? And so that's why I feel for me um, that this conference did a lot of good, but also, you know, it, it didn't really set anything up for the future. And I know I know some people, that, that's not what people see these conferences as being. Some don't. For me, that's what I want a conference. I want a conference to show me everything we got coming this year, and I want a roadmap. I want to know that I invested my money into something that's going to, you know, give me things as time goes on, and right now, I know that I have, I maybe two games, three games coming out next year for Nintendo, mm-hmm. maybe you know, and then the whole new console situation that's all up in the air as well. Uh, so you know that that's kind of where I'm at, and also you know to be honest with you, looking at other things like there was no, and this is the me thing, there was no sports. Well, story. did you uh, see the, the tweet from them recently? 
about why why the game got yeah, uh, they, held back? I, I think no, it's about they, they wanted no. to make one of the sports. I think it might have been tennis. Uh, they wanted to make the one of the sports way more in depth, and so they wanted okay. to kind of blow it out. From what I'm understanding, you know what you know what would have been dope a developer diary <laughs> at the E3 conference where Nintendo would explain. Well, that. I don't know if you I want to I mean? see it at, at their E3 thing. I would want to know. No, but I mean, I, a trailer like showing the game. It's like, and we're working on this game. Like you know, we didn't see we didn't see Fable. We didn't see we didn't see Hellblade. We didn't see Perfect Dark, but. You know, Phil Spencer talked about those games, and in the future, we're literally by name. We're gonna have these mm-hmm. games coming out. So, I don't know. I, I, you, am I gonna give him my grade now? You uh, yeah, yeah. Grade? Before you do though, um, the tweet says uh, some parts of the game unexpectedly grew quite large. The tennis part now has a full career that spans multiple zones. We decided we had no choice but to see it through, and look forward to sharing the results of our struggles. We think it was worth it. Um, your tennis journey begins on the unassuming but competitive uh, baby's court. Uh, the lessons you learn here will prepare you for the ruthlessness you'll face in tennis school. So it's it's basically going to be a whole damn thing. So um, that's a great that's a long ass tweet, and any of these other games could have been tweets. <laughs> that, that's not you that's know, not I, wrong. Yeah. That's not wrong. Yeah, but anyway, I, I, even with everything I said, and it sounds like I'm completely negative on it, I, I'm I'm going to give them a C plus because you know even though I'm not in love with the their big reveals in terms of like Metroid, in terms of Advance War. Uh, I am still looking forward to those games uh, in a way that I'm. There's not much that I'm looking forward to with Sony, just to, sure. for comparison's sure. sake. You know, you know, just to, to, for that sake. And so, this year is going to be a good year. Yeah. You know, I, I, a lot of a lot of times we, you know, a lot of times in this year we thought maybe 2021 was going to be bad. For yeah, games. especially for Nintendo. Um, and it looks. Yeah, and it looks like I mean, look at 2020. They they had uh they had no. It was Animal Crossing, and we'll see you next year, <laughs> or that's how it felt that sometimes you know. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so um they got yeah, games they this year, man. Yeah. They got games, and and I would have given a higher a higher you know grade if, if if I had some attachment to any of these games, or maybe if they showed a little more about Zelda, or even if they teased certain things. But at the end of the day, uh you know, at C plus is where I'm at. Uh, I still think, and just as a like a holistic take, I still think that this this is the second best conference. Oh, by behind, uh, fucking Xbox, far, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Nothing gives. I think I, I I honestly think that it's like S tier Xbox A tier in terms of like sure. conferences. Like if you're gonna yeah, yeah. grade them that way, but okay. still, you know, yeah. C plus is actually what I gave this uh, this presentation as well. Um, I I think you know coming into it when you when you when you understand the objective of this direct, it was to basically fill in the blanks of what the rest of 2021 has in store for you as a Nintendo fan, right? And I think to that extent, um, they delivered. I think they have um, a really consistent stream of releases, whether they are the most banging uh, you know, releases that you ever wanted, or if they're in that B tier to even in some cases a C tier type of uh, game or franchise, I still love the fact that there's 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 kind of something for almost everyone almost everyone right um you've got metroid covered you've got you know two games with mario uh mario golf mario party you've got WarioWare for the fans of WarioWare. you've got an a jrpg at you know that's a very high quality one with shin megami tensei um 
You've got Advance Wars making a comeback. And that's a Nintendo exclusive, Yeah, right? so you've got that. You've got Advance Wars making a comeback, which is huge for people, like we said. You know, we're not excited for Skyward Sword HD, but there is a Zelda presence that's coming later in the year, even though we should have seen more. We should have got another mm. uh, remake or two or three. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, and that, that scratches some people's Zelda itch. Maybe not ours specifically, not not mine in particular. Uh, you've got a new character coming to Super Smash Brothers, uh, and, and I think to me that that fills in a lot of these these months uh, throughout the rest of the year in a really interesting way. And I like the fact, like I said earlier, that it's some of those B tier, lesser known ones that are getting another time, uh, chance to shine. So I think all things considered, on that front, it was a pretty successful uh, direct, despite a lot of the fluff and filler and stuff that just didn't need to be there. What I will say, and why it, it wasn't, um, you know, a, a better show to me, is because the the, the cloud of like uh, of the Switch Pro is just starting to get ridiculous at this point, and it's time for this to get announced. It really should have been before this direct, even if it was just a confirmation that it's happening. Let us know. Just, oh, just say yes. It's it's it is real, y'all. It's real, and we can move on, and we can get on with our lives, and not and not have to keep you know debating where it it plugs into certain releases or where it doesn't, because it's just this looming question mark. So the fact that they didn't at least give us some type of update, some type of of information about this thing, um, was really frustrating to me. Kind of thinking back on it in hindsight, it's it's nice to know at least from from all accounts that we don't have to think about buying a new console this year uh, from Nintendo. That's nice for the wallet, of course, but in the end, I just think that that leaves so many unanswered questions on the table after this direct um, that really have huge implications for uh, the rest of this uh, the Switch roadmap for the next few years. We just need to know what's going on, and the fact they didn't do that, it kept it at a C plus to me. If they had covered that base, I would have definitely given it a B minus, in my opinion, uh, just just off the strength of knowing where we stand. Um, but overall, I gotta say, as as someone who doesn't love Nintendo. I was actually quite content, and like I said earlier, I, I, I dusted off that dusty ass switch that I have, and kind of you know felt things <laughs> out again, and I dabbled in Smash Brothers again for a little while. It kind of got me back into the Nintendo brain a little bit, as far as like oh, I kind of kind of want to see what's over there again after a while, because I've been so focused on Xbox Series X stuff and PS5 stuff. It was nice to kind of return to that mindset for a little while, but um, could have been better, could have been way worse, um, and that's usually Nintendo for you. So. Um, moving on, uh, we're going to kind of wrap up our E3 coverage with uh, some winners and losers uh, from this event. Uh, so we're going to be uh, kind of going back and forth, talking about our top three games of E3. And then we're going to be covering our top three blunders of E3. Uh, may even want to call it booty juice, if you will. But we're going to stick with blunders. So, um, Pablo, why don't you kind of run through... Um, the top three games of, of E3 for you, um, and just uh, briefly let us know why you picked them. Yeah, so uh, I kind of want to give a shout oh, out to course. Elden Ring. It's not technically part of E3, so, uh, but you know, a little bit of the information we talked about in, in the last episode, and also uh, I think uh, Miyazaki has now confirmed that George uh, R.R. Martin built the world. Uh, he actually. Um, he actually described him as a dungeon hmm. master, uh, saying that he created the world and Miyazaki wrote the actual oh, story okay. within the world that uh, George R. R. Martin created. Uh, so, you know, it, it's actually kind of incredible to think about uh, George R. R. Martin, which is 
cool. you know, one of the greater writers in terms of fa- high fantasy, and then Miyazaki take working together. Or this could be a whole Who bunch knows? of lip yeah. service and we'll mean see. absolutely nothing. But yeah, um, and then you know I like the fact that the game diverts from other Soulsborne games in many ways. It still has very much like sure. a soul ass aesthetic to it, you know. But it has all these little things out there. Uh, you know, one of the things that they talked about is that the uh, dungeons that uh, they open back up to the open world. And one of the things that these uh, developers do f- uh, from Soft is create incredible lab, uh, uh, like mm. labyrinths of of of. Um, of levels which you know turn out to be, have like these shortcuts that you never even thought were possible like they did really good with the way that they uh actually yeah. make their levels okay. and then um one of the really interesting things that they talked about is uh, they ta- uh, Miyazaki opened up about the ease or the um i should say the difficulty of the game he actually said that the game is actually less difficult than uh Sekiro and Bloodborne uh but that it is comparable to Sekiro in the way that the game plays, uh, but that there is these like day and night cycles that make the game a little harder at times, uh, and also it affects you. It it makes it it affects your aggression, which I want to know that werewolf that we saw on top of that thing. Does your player turn into a werewolf? I was wondering night, about I that. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell what the way that it was spliced. I couldn't figure it out per se, but it wouldn't surprise me. Because he had the yeah, same Yeah, it kind of did hair. look a little, a little similar, yeah. but we'll see. But yeah, yeah, that's definitely worth a shout out. Yeah, but this is like the yeah. most diversion from that. Yeah, but uh, but really, my top three uh, games uh, are three is Forza Horizon. Uh, yeah, uh, five. Uh, you know, just kind of what that game showed because. Uh, Customization has been improved. Uh, they claim that car cus- uh, customization has thousands of like little intricate uh, parts that you can change out. That's when you include upgrades, uh, performance upgrades, and you actually they actually upgraded their character uh, customization with uh, more options. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's for, that's good news. Yeah, yeah for things like that. Uh, yeah, in previous entries, the games like it was based off like mm-hmm. one big festival. But there, while one festival is like the biggest one, the one that we're all kind of racing for, there's uh, a bunch of uh, festivals scattered through all of Mexico. You can actually participate in. Yep. Uh, participate in. Uh, the events lab is actually uh, mm-hmm. dev tools. So that bowling yep. thing that we saw, that was actually built by someone there. You can make things like that. That's pretty cool. Game, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then just to kind of look at the scope of the game, they said that they build the longest highway that's ever been created in a Forza Motorsport game, and that one of the cities, uh, they call it Guan Guanajuato City, is when they developed. <laughs> if it, I try it to say that, I'm gonna like have developing... a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> My tongue will die, or, or you get okay. canceled, or you get canceled. Yeah. Or uh, but when they made that, yeah, when they made that city, uh, it they said in terms of development cycle, it was like making two separate cities. Uh, two separate uh, major cities for any other cool. Forza Horizon games. So it, it, it looks like it's going to be a pretty expensive right. game. Uh, and then after that, it's uh, Halo Infinite. That's my number two game. I mean, it was multiplayer focus. Everything we saw about <sighs> that was hype. Uh, it, it just it looked like one of those. It, it just looked like Halo. And for whatever reason, I know Halo 5 multiplayer was good. And I know the Master Chief Collection is there. But I'm just ready for a new... And improved visually and, and everything else uh, Halo. and this game is I'm there for it I mean it, it was my game of the show for until yesterday where Nintendo showed Breath of the Wild yeah. which is my game of the show Breath of the Wild 2 is my game of the show everything they showed I mean when that thing opens up right Ugh. and it's just 
uh, length or just falling through the sky. The hair. Kind of, oh. and it's just little things. It's little things. Like when he has that, uh, they're using that little power thing where he goes through the rocks yeah. like water. And then he comes out of it and he like, he like shakes water off his man. hair. Like that's little things like that. It's like, man, they're really paying attention to the details. Cause they, I, I'm, I'm actually really excited to see what the game is going to bring because they work so hard on getting the physics right for that first Breath of the Wild game. It's done. That's yeah, exactly. Done. That portion of it is done. They, this is built off that same engine, everything. So all, everything they're doing right now. And it's taking, it's gonna take them when it's all said and done, almost four years, four and a half years to make. It's all improving on the, uh, on the game itself, like because we think about the game being open world, right? North, east, west, south. But now it's opening vertically, you know, above and below. So Oof. it's one of those things where they're really just, they have now the ability to do whatever they want in that world because it's already set. They don't have to worry about anything in terms of like making the, the, the world work yeah, and, and even, in this way with physics. Even things That's like the done. art style itself. When you think about it, little stuff yeah. like that people yeah. wouldn't you know think about, but the art style itself is a whole unique thing for, for Zelda and that's done. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's all done. All, all the little things that take time to, to meticulously make Breath of the Wild, what it was, which was even to this day, there's people are still finding secrets, still finding things. They even developers said that they haven't found everything that we've had to show oh, cool. in in, uh, in the nice. original Breath of the Wild, which is you know just this really incredible uh, achievement in video game making, and they already got that set, and now they're about to make they got the sequel coming, which has all that pre-packed yeah. and ready yeah. to go. It's it's gonna be it, it's gonna be special. That's that's a good that's a good list. Mine is not super different. Um, except my number three is Starfield. Um, I just think that Starfield is is looking like it's it's right up my alley in terms of the aesthetic, in terms of, yeah. you know, it, even though we kind of half-joked about like the whole Skyrim and space, Fallout and space thing, the fact that it is kind of that, to me, is exciting because I do kind of, I, I love Fallout, single-player Fallout. I love Skyrim stuff. I love, I love Elder Scrolls stuff. So that is perfect for me so the fact that it's coming out next year is kind of a bummer i wish it would have been this year like i hoped um but in the end it looks perfectly good um from from the, te- the teaser trailer that was it, your Zelda. it was a little bit yeah i ain't gonna lie um yeah. so i'm i'm super hyped for it i cannot fucking wait to play it um and and see more gameplay uh and i and i want to say that i'm excited for it yeah. like really excited for it and it almost hit my top three but i mean i almost feel like i'll i'll be talking about this game yeah. next year uh, yeah, that's true. As that's well, true. So, um, yeah. my number two is the Legend of Zelda. Um, I I think to your point, not to beat a dead horse. I, I think it just it is is oozing with quality and detail and um, extravagance in ways that I I just wasn't prepared for. You know, it, when you hear the sequel to Breath right. of the Wild, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, you associate it with kind of more of the same, like I said earlier. But it's really, really taking what uh, that formula was and and blowing it out in, in this huge, huge way that um, I'm really, really looking forward to. So I can't wait to learn more about it. I can't wait to find out what it's fucking called and uh, obviously and, and to get my hands on that <laughs> shit too. So um, as, as a guy who is not crazy about zelda that shit that shit stunned me so um i'm hyped so mm-hmm. number one game uh halo infinite about to go crazy um bow 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 bow, bow. Blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> uh that's a shout out to mighty keith um man i i uh you know much much like what you said i think that this is one of those things where i just want some new fresh halo in my system and 
The fact that the multiplayer looks like exactly what I was hoping it'd be. That the fact that the single player campaign is starting to look you know, a little interesting now, and I'm getting a feel for kind of um, you know the vibe of it a little bit more. Um, I want to see more of the campaign before I'm like over the fucking moon about this game. But man, the multiplayer alone and what we heard about it in that developer uh, thing um, that was like 12, 15 minutes long was super, super exciting. Oh, Some of the ideas they have with the battle pass stuff is really cool. Um, the way that they're kind of iterating on the gameplay of, of Halo and introducing new things like the grappling hook and how that plays into the skill um, of the game. Just just everything about the customization looks dope. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just so good. And it's funny because I was always, you know, I was thinking about, man, they, um, that grappling hook couldn't break the game. And lo and behold, it's right. a loadout. So, uh, I mean, no, it's not a loadout. It's yeah, yeah. a that's, that's item. What I meant to say too. Yeah. It's an item on the map. So yeah. that's perfect because you think, everybody's oh, just going to be zipping everybody's all over the fucking place. No, yeah. it's a, no, no, it's a yeah. loadout item that you have find on the map, which is great because that's like the perfect way to circumvent exactly. breaking the Over-saturating game. Oversaturating with that. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm all the way in on that. I cannot yeah. wait to play it on. Uh, yeah, everything. they really seem like they have. So that's that's really exciting, and uh, and looking forward to how they continue to support that in the years to come. Obviously, too, it's just it's a free to play thing. Um, all right, so let's get into the uh, let's get to the bottom of that barrel. Um, let's let's dig into the dumpster yeah. and pull out some blunders, and uh, let's talk about our top three uh, blunders of E3. So so Pablo, why don't you kind of go ahead and start off again with your three, and I'll I'll follow suit. Yeah, uh, so uh, I'm going to lead off with Sony No-Show. Um, so Sony said uh, they announced yeah. they wouldn't be at E3. And in that past, that made sense. You know, they had a slate of games they talked about for years. Uh, they were just about to drop. So why come on stage and keep talking about, you know, no 9Ps that are coming soon or are already announced? Uh, or, or just announce things that aren't ready, uh, especially with the PS5 that was looming close, right? So I get all that, you know. But this is not the case anymore. Seven months in, and yeah, we got Demon Souls Returnal, and now we got Ratchet and Clank. But what's next? I mean, what's happening next year? What's the roadmap? You know, and it's one of those things where okay, but we they could announce a a uh, state of they play could. later yeah, on. Yeah, I think right? they will, but still. But look, but 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 look at this. You have Nintendo, you have Xbox, you got PC, you got all these people in one place. They come together because it is the premier place where people come to get video game news for the year, right? It is where I E three for us is like our Christmas, exactly. our video game Christmas, right? To, for lack of a better term, it's our Super Bowl, whatever. You, we go and we see. Everything it, it literally does what it's at the expo. It literally uh, shows everything that we're about to see, that we're gonna see in the future. And then the fact that Sony decided that they're better than that, or that they just don't need to do this because they do their own thing, that just kind of rubs you the wrong way. Specifically with all the issues they have. Okay, sure. Um, all, they're not gonna. God of War was announced for this year. It's not coming next year. It's not coming till next year. Okay, cool, fine. Make a good game, but you know. Show a little bit more to your consumer. Like you said, hey, we have uh, Forbidden West coming, right? But maybe not. In the conversation, was like maybe it's coming, maybe it's not coming this year. These little things like that, where they're not really giving much uh, to the consumer in way of being excited for their platform. You know, coming on to the E3 stage and talking about what they have coming, the future of the console, what they're doing. 
talk about things like the SSD expansion. Worth that, you know? Little things like that that we're still waiting for, that they're just being silent. And if they announce something down the road, this doesn't change the fact that they decided not to show up at E3. And the place where, when, you know, as a video game fan, you know things are going to be at. And they just decided that, nah, we're good. That's, that's not for us. Which doesn't make sense. They have a brand <laughs> new console out here, man. That, it, it's like, it, this is... The, the biggest E3s are usually the one before a new console drops and then the one after because it kind of talks to you about what's coming to the new system, right? And they decided that that wasn't, that wasn't a thing that they were doing. Yeah. Uh, so I feel that. That's, that's one of them. Yeah. Then my next Square Enix. I think you have this on yours as well because <laughs> uh, who, who wouldn't look at oof. blunders and have Square Enix? And they're just blatant disrespect for Final Fantasy Ugh. at that as well. I mean, that, that whole entire show... Chaos was oh okay. shit show. yeah it was chaos yeah it was chaos I mean like they showed the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game which looks fine uh you know this is not that's not the words you want people to say coming out of your triple A uh, Marvel licensed Guardians of the Galaxy game fine but that's the, it's the epitome of that word it is literally just the finest of fine of games it's not doesn't look great doesn't look terrible to me but it looks fine it looks fine and you know. That's not something you want. And then, you know, you you announce Final Fantasy 1 through 6. 6 is beloved. You can't really play it anywhere. <sighs> but it's only going to be available yeah. on Steam and um, mobile devices. Like, are you kidding me? We had the <laughs> Nintendo thing come out. They didn't talk about it. It's nope. not exclusive to that platform. So they literally just were like, eh, let's make this difficult for people. For no reason. I honestly don't understand. Uh, and then, um, you know, and then the simple fact that they went ahead and they uh, talked about uh, the new game from Team Ninja, which is the Neo 2-esque, yeah. uh, the team that made Neo 2 working on a Final Fantasy game, which is show us one of the worst trailers I've ever seen in my entire life for an anticipated game. And then not to mention, uh, what's the other one that Godfall, not Godfall. Oh, uh, oh shit. The Platinum. Yeah. Which is Oof. also, it's like back-to-back some of the but worst things I've ever okay, seen. It's okay, Pablo, because they're life. embracing it. They're embracing the chaos on Twitter. Oh, uh, and that's another thing. They're yeah. trying to pull a Craig. They're trying to pull a fucking twi- Craig with Halo. Yeah. With this shit. And I'm not I'm not having Which it. Which I didn't like either. I'm not having it. Screen Enix. Uh, so that trailer that showed the Final Fantasy game said chaos about <laughs> 97 times. Uh, and so Square Enix decided to, they're in on the joke and they, and they, and they tweeted out chaos. Nah, man. You, 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 you mm. shit the bed. You, you can't be Rolled part of this. Rolled in it and everything. Yep. Nope. And then my last blunder <laughs> is E3. E3 is the biggest blunder of E3. And that's because they just let anyone do any old shit. <laughs> I'll break it. it down. Yep. Gearbox. What they have. Randy Pitchford walking around talking to celebrities. They had a half-asleep Kevin Hart on there for 10 no. seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They woke up from a nap. You be forward. I mean, the con artist just... <laughs> just talked about games it's gonna milk you out of your money you know and didn't and decided not to announce what we actually wanted um uh, square yeah. we just talked about square terrible then they had the future game show which showed like games that would would be at home <laughs> in the past i mean these terrible oh, indie no. titles right then they got the pc game show that shows everything that we sh- i mentioned before they yep. re-show it again uh Capcom. then uh whatever the yep. fuck take two oh, did yeah, take two yeah uh what they do 
what you know then capcom's entire shit show where it was like and i'm an ace attorney guy we talked about ace attorney for 20 minutes and thought that was okay the lady who was she barely could open her eyes she was asleep she was was like trying to like like i mean move herself awake a little bit with her movement i'm like nah you tired yeah she was asleep (laughs) and then decided like yo this is how we're gonna finish this and we're gonna uh, we're gonna announce we're Uh, doing dlc we have nothing to say here's some text oh yeah Hey, you know our, you know Resident Evil Eight. You like that game, right? You want to do some coming. DLC? Ah, Maybe I don't fine. know. It's, oh. And then whatever the fuck Bandai Namco did yesterday, which is just talk about that one game. They, I, what they did is they had a thing where they called a conference. They literally did, and it was that uh, anthology, the Dark Pictures anthology, and they talked about that game like if it was like an anticipated we game. We know what you've been waiting <laughs> for. <laughs> They're like they're sitting down with the lady and they're like, we put a lot of th-. and then they show the game like this game yeah. looks like ass. And then WB showing uh, listen, I, I can't wait for her back for blood. Uh, but that was unnecessary. WB showing a whole showcase, quote unquote showcase, uh, of one month. Yeah, I, I didn't could have been a, a, a YouTube it. drop. Yeah. Um you know, and then uh what is it? Uh, yeah, I mean that's it. I mean that, that I yeah. mean <laughs> what is that? I mean, I, I rattled off like Six, seven, eight different uh, things, and uh, they just like anybody do anything. And uh, somebody had a uh, somebody on on Twitter released a video. I think it's a guy from IGN said, "Oh, I, I'm gonna have my own press conference three And he's like, "This is my part. This is my plan." And he just he started to plan for like thirty seconds. Yeah, like because I mean, look. I, E3 could have easily oh, just been two absolutely. days. Could have been a day. They absolutely. didn't need to do this. And I know I just talked about Sony not showing up at E3, and E3 is important to us. But E3 disrespected us even because they—it's still going, by the way. You know, uh, you and they're showing nothing. It's just a waste of time. They could have done this in a day or two, and it would have been fine. It's a digital thing. You don't have to stretch it out the way you do because you know. At the regular E3s is you go into the actual expo and you're able to look at the games, play the games. They don't have that here. I don't know why it's even longer That's than weird. a regular E3. Because E3 yeah. starts on Sunday. Yeah, it, it ends on, it just, it's almost longer by three days. It was a complete waste of time for the most part. The stuff that they showed that we liked, the Xbox stuff, the Nintendo stuff, all that stuff was great. But man, it didn't need to be like yeah. six days That's long. ridiculous. Yeah. You know? That, and that's where I'm at with the with All the, right. my blunders. Well, my blunders are uh, a, a little bit different. i got one in common with you. Um, but my number three blunder is the inaccurate reveal of Redfall. So the more I thought right. about this reveal, the more I guess my reaction got a little bit more I- incredulous about it. Because I'm thinking just, just how, again, it was the last thing they presented at this E3. They were having a, a really stellar uh, uh, conference as we talked about in the last episode and they dropped this as if this is just gonna this is gonna blow your fucking socks off you're gonna you know and 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 what happens is (laughs) we get as we mentioned in the last episode you get this like this weird proof of concept like rendition of what the game is going to kind of be but but isn't it it, what what it was described as versus what we saw in that trailer felt like two completely different games to me uh and it and it made me really really disoriented when when the trailer showed up now whether or not the game is going to turn out great or whether it's going to turn out bad is is not what this blunder award is about it's really just about the fact that this was revealed in a bizarre way that um 
didn't give this game the, the, the most accurate depiction of what to expect. It looked like uh, a Left 4 Dead-like kind of game with four people who do all kinds of quips and, and, and are, you know, just kind of bouncing off each other with that kind of dialogue all the time and just doing some, you know, everyone's got a little specialty thing that they do and the art style kind of has this cartoony Overwatch-ish sort of uh, flair to it. But, uh, you know, what the actual game is going to be probably won't, or at least from what it sounds like, won't be much like that at all. So I would have much preferred seeing this uh, this conference end on a note Bizarre. where we saw what Redfall really is. Um, and it's okay if it has the same art style as what we saw here. It's okay if it has the same quips and characters and stuff like that. But just, you know, I'm not asking for a gameplay trailer, because not every trailer that you debut uh, for a new game needs gameplay, obviously. But just give me something that, more like a Starfield. Give me something that feels like it is a, uh, you know, it, it's in that real, it's a real life thing. Yeah, give me that exactly. Vibe. Um, yeah. Give me that vibe. Uh, and it didn't give me that vibe, and and uh, and it and it bit back at me and, and my expectations is what it did. Uh, bizarre, yeah, yeah. bizarre review. Number two is the abuse of Sam Fisher. Um, <laughs> Sam Samuel, Sam, why are you letting them hurt you? Why are you letting them hurt Thanks, you? Sam. You know, uh, it, again, this is such a a baffling decision on the part of Ubisoft to continue to be in, in, in this mode of thinking where they'll do everything for Splinter Cell except make a fucking game for Splinter Cell. And, and that to me is just inexcusable on so many different levels because um, of, of the legacy of this franchise, of how successful it was. Again, it's one of those franchises that didn't end, um, you know, as a flop, it didn't, you know, it had its rough patches towards the end of, of its run because the, the, the concept of, and the premise of the game kept changing um, because of, you know, marketing and focus group testing and all this other shit to the point where it turned it into an action game and Sam Fisher was Benjamin Button going back in time and being young again. Um, it, it, it's all their own doing. So, and the last game didn't give a chance because they released it like a month exactly. before the new console. So it, it's it, it, so the culmination of reasons why the game, why the franchise was gone for a while, is not the fault of 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 you know what Splinter Cell is and what it can be, um, you know as a as a modern franchise. It's just it, it's infuriating to see what they do greenlight at Ubisoft, what they will milk to death at Ubisoft, and and wash, rinse, and repeat, and reskin as something else at Ubisoft uh, instead of. You you know, tapping into something that people have been dying to see for years. Great that he's in Rainbow Six Siege, I guess. He's in some mobile game, I think, that they announced a year or two ago. Uh, okay. Uh, he's in a cartoon now. Oh, oh, dreams really can't come true. He can get a whole, ass TV, show. Yeah. Get a whole ass So game. my only hope left is if the cartoon somehow pops in some kind of way, maybe they'll bring it into the video game realm again. But other than that, this man's just getting beat up. He's getting beat up, and I don't understand it, and it's not fair, and it's just ridiculous that we're another E3 down without seeing Sam Fisher get his uh, his much-deserved return. Uh, and number one blunder, the state of Square Enix. This was a categorical abomination of, of, of a conference <laughs> to the point where it, it, it raised a lot of questions, like I mentioned in the last episode, about what's really going on at Square. Um, because there's no way yeah. in their right minds that they could have said this 
is exactly what we wanted this uh, square presents to be. And if it was, holy fucking shit, they are they're they're in a bad they're in a bad way. So the the combination of Babylon Fall, which needs to fall, it needs to get canceled. The combination of that with um, you know Final Fantasy Origin looking like a PS fucking three game that no one wanted. Uh, the fact that they have you know leaned on on Life is Strange in such a weird way where it's just like okay enough of this already. And then they you know the way that they're continuing to shove the Marvel thing down our throats with more DLC for Avengers and then bringing this Guardians of the Galaxy thing into the mix and dwelling on that for twenty minutes um, when to me it doesn't really look that impressive to begin with. I just don't understand the direction that they're heading and then all the the final fantasy stuff you talked about with the with the collection of uh, remakes that isn't really a collection and isn't available on consoles the mobile stuff they were doing there for a while it just it's like it's just a it was a fucking fever dream of 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 what square enix um it's like a cocktail of everything you could possibly get wrong in Square Enix and in, in, in a presentation. And I just don't know where they go from here. I just think they need to shut the fuck up, not do any more of these Square uh, Presents uh, events anymore. I, I Seriously, <laughs> I don't think they should do them anymore. I, I really think they should focus on... Yeah, I don't think any of these give companies should like do Give me like a Final Fantasy update type of video thing when you have a new Final Fantasy 16 uh, trailer to show or whatever. But this has got to stop. And it just, it just put... Uh, a damper on i mean there were other bad shows throughout this e3 like you mentioned e3 was the biggest blunder of e3 for sure but this was the one that was like the twisting of the knife to me it was like oh come on with the stuff you have in your portfolio this is what you gave us like okay gearbox yeah gearbox doesn't have shit anyway that's that's understandable. Capcom already kind of unloaded a clip already with Monster Hunter Rise already out, Resident Evil Village is already out. Okay, I can see why they don't have a million things to demonstrate today. But y'all have a lot of stuff. So where the fuck was it? And it just didn't happen. So uh, it, it, it got my number one for this year, and, and uh, I, I'm just confused as to what the hell they do next. And weirdly enough, they just had a release with Integrate. And they didn't yeah, I think they showed it, it for like a split second to say, hey, we do this too. And, and then they kind of moved on. Like, okay. I mean, all right. Man. Yeah, so. So weird. Uh, so that is, uh, that, that concludes our E3 2021 coverage. So uh, our cool down topic to wrap this show up is is to go back to, to happier times since we just got out of the dumpster fire uh, portion of our E3 coverage. And uh, Pablo, let's, uh, let's briefly just tell the people um, since we're kind of new to the podcast game, but they're all getting to know us, what would be our uh, favorite E3 moment of all time? So uh, let me kick it off to you first. Tell me what you think your uh, your your all time favorite E3 uh, moment happens to be, and why? Yeah, I mean there are many moments uh, that occurred, like uh, the when they revealed Breath of the Wild yeah. for the first time, um, and you know. Well, actually, Breath of the Wild 2, that trailer, I should say, when they revealed that. That was kind of like, whoa. But for me, the one that I can kind of think about that really stands out is uh, when Fallout 4 was announced. Because it was about a 20-minute conference Mm -hmm. with all Fallout. And it's Todd Howard. He talks about how there are fewer things in games that are special as Fallout franchise. And right at that point, we you know, Fallout 3 was a banger. Uh, we're highly anticipating another Fallout. Then he says they've been working hard for four years to make something truly special, 
and said they were going to show us a lot today. And so here, and I can remember the clearest when I was watching this because I was like laying on the couch <laughs> watching this. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, they're going to show some gameplay, have a little overview. Can't wait to play this next year or something, right? And then he starts with the concept art. And that's the thing that kind of threw me off where he talks about concept art and he shows about a five minute <laughs> montage of just concept art. I'm like, yo, this game is still in the concept yeah. art form. All right, whatever, fine, that's cool. Talks about the details of the game. It's literally just concept art, concept art. It's like a montage music. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of cool. The, the the concept art goes from being really concept art to being like, wait, more gameplay. Then finishing off with like looking a little yeah. more concept arty, right? And then it's like, all right, I don't know where we're going with this. And then, um, and then he talks about the world and he jumps into like, Right there, he jumps into that mirror thing where you're creating the character. And you're like, oh, this is great. People start going crazy when he says you can play as a girl. You know, everybody's laughing about the certain things when he puts a uh, beard on. Oh, goes, beard yeah. No yeah. beard. And she goes, oh, I like you. Yeah. Like, little little things start happening. Uh, then he goes off. He sees Cosworth. Cosworth says his name. And he goes, this isn't just for the demo. We actually recorded a thousand uh, different names of common names that Cosworth would say. Then he opens the refrigerator. Uh. Nuka Cola's there. Everybody's like la- la- cheering because Nuka Cola is yeah. like ice cold. Cool, cool. The guy comes in, and it, another kind of really cool way of how to uh, build your character with like, hey, how would you describe yourself before you go into into the vault? Uh, and then the fact that you're in the world before the bombs drop, right? Uh, so that little bit of of, yeah. of Americana that yeah. you see with the weird kind of technology, all that good stuff. He shows all that. Uh, then they reveal. Then they get get away from Fallout Four, and they reveal shelter. Oh yeah, Fallout that's shelter, right. Yeah, uh, which you know. That was kind of like, yep. that was pretty big. You know, people were like, oh, it's really cool. Kind of like a, an aside. Uh, and then, you know, then he talks about the, the building, base building stuff, which I, I watched a little bit of that today. I was like, ooh, that still didn't hit right. Uh, it kind of slowed down the conference a lot. But regardless, it's, it's almost like they knew that because then they talk about, then they have a vault 111 showing. It's a big black screen. He's showing it. He's talking about it. He goes, we know everything you want from a fall game and you'll be playing it. And then the thing one turns to eleven, the one turns to zero, and then fifteen is like literally like seven months away. And yeah, that was like yeah, that was massive. huge. Like it was, it drops in like a few months. It's like one of the most anti. It's like it would be like it would be like if um if uh, it was Starfield, November this year. It was revealed, but oh, last okay, year. Yeah. But last year, yeah. Like because you weren't expect this year, you were expecting it, and you were expecting Fallout that year, but not. There was not a lot of conversation about it. Like, you know, there was a lot of leaks or anything like that. So it was like last year, Magic Starfield coming out saying, boom, seven months is coming out. Like that, because it was that shocking. Flex, because nobody was expecting flex, to see yeah. that much of it. And then, not let alone, let alone not much of it, you, you're dropping in a couple of months. And, you know, whatever you think about Fallout 4, I, I, I happen to like it very much and think it's a very good game and a in a, in a uh, worthy sequel of 3. Um this kind of reveal was something that's incredible. It happened in 2015, which is funny because yep, that's yep. when yours happened too. Mine, right? uh, yeah, mine was it was the is what what was called the E3 of dreams. Uh, it, it was it was uh, Shenmue <laughs> three got announced, which yeah, I was like, okay, y'all, this is cool for y'all, but okay, uh, we know how I feel about Shenmue. Um, but boring man, I saw. The live stream showing up behind my dude on stage, 
and he's talking about we have a very special. I'm like, oh, they can't do this. They they can't do because what happened about a year or so before that was they 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 did the same kind of thing, but all it ended up being was that Final Fantasy VII was coming to the PlayStation Network, I think, or something like that, and people were yeah. like like really pissed yeah, yeah. off because they're like, what are you guys fucking doing? So here we go again. And it was like the yeah, it was I like think the it was PC yeah. port or something. And so like it's that. like here we go yeah. again. What is this going to be? So they cut the trailer starts and 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 they don't implicitly say right away this is the remake. It, it's it, the the trailer is meant to tease you and leave you in the suspense. And we don't know what's going on. Um, you know, we're seeing scenes play out. We're seeing you know you know this this kind of blown out area. There's nothing discernible about it just yet. And then and then we get to this this park where we're seeing kids go down the slide and immediately I'm like oh my god that's midgar and then and then from there it was just yeah. the domino effect of oh my god oh shit oh my god oh no and then you're like and then it's like oh no because you're like okay what is this is this some fucking movie to advent children or something like that so it was that 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 moment of yeah. like no don't don't get too excited Let's just wait and see what happens. but at the same time it's bubbling so <laughs> man I was on the edge of my seat the entire time and finally, after all this suspense and stuff, you know it's Midgar. You know it's a Final Fantasy VII something. And then the fucking uh, the very end of it, that they go top down above the city, and it starts panning down further and further down to the street level. And then you hear da 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 da, and bruh, thug tear. <laughs> I had a thug tear, and I remember all I said was. That's my childhood, and, and it just came. It came, one came down on the right side, and I let it travel. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and fucking, it, it was uh, it was a, a shot of Cloud from behind. You could see his huge ass Buster sword, spiky hair, and all that. And then Barrett comes into the scene right next to him, and I'm like, "That's Barrett!" And, and fucking, I was gone. And then. No, not since like I had that, children. Really. So it was like, oh, oh. and then yeah. the screen goes to black. The, the 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 meteor logo comes up only, and it just hangs there for like five, six seconds. And I'm like, just tell me, just tell me. And then you hear shing, and then remake comes on the screen. I lost my white ass. My I I, I don't know how I survived after that. <laughs> I I um I just sat there frozen. Because I think they showed like bloodstained right after that to just kind of you know, while, while the crowd was buzzing, and I don't even remember like hearing much until um, I saw the flowers come down on the screen for Shenmue. That was like when I checked back into the event, but I was just lost. I just, the, I you know yeah that was a great and event. obviously it became a, an amazing game. Thank God. Yeah, seven <laughs> months later you got to play. It. <laughs> yeah, uh, so you know for me that just nothing will. I don't know if anything. Well, maybe not. Maybe if the Metal Gear remake rumor is true, that that will Oof. send me through the fucking roof. I, I your text messages, yeah, me especially if it's oh, three, if it's oh, three. Oh. No, you're not gonna get. If it's three, oh, you won't I'm get gonna, no messages man, from me. I'll be out. I'm gonna be able lose to see my mind. Um, but listen, but, I I uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. When that happened, I was like. Yeah, that was the really thing. Doing yeah. this, which was like, yeah, yeah, and then uh, you know, I, I thought it was that was that was that was a really good E three, and uh, yeah, that's another one of those things where they they announce a game, 
and it all those games uh, Final Fantasy remake yeah. had great trailers. All all the trailers were great. And when it was the hype was so real that when the game came out last year, I was definitely like, this, "There's no way this game's going to be any good because there's always going to live up to that." Oh uh, man, in space. It, just, it delivered. It, so thank God it wasn't one of those like yeah. set you up to let you down moments of E3 history. So uh, we've had plenty of those in the past, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, but you know what my favorite moment of this episode is, Pablo? It is. It is. Uh, it is. What's that? It is well, Tell you know. I'm wrong. It's 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 getting free games from you, and it's also thanking our listeners for for uh, tuning into to our E3 coverage and and obviously our podcast in general. Uh, we appreciate y'all for putting up with us, listening to our, our our scores, our grades, our opinions on this uh, on this weird, weird and damn near unnecessary E3. Um, really appreciate it. We would appreciate you even more if you subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. At Cooldown Time Pod. Now, look, we've been we've been asking y'all to follow us, and it's it's it, there's crickets in these streets, and we need y'all, man. So uh, so so please swing by, <laughs> drop us a like, uh, not a like, uh, drop us a subscription. Uh, yeah, smash that like button that doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> uh, but follow us on Twitter and Instagram if you can. Uh, please keep checking in for uh, more episodes from us. Uh, that way, our toxic ass opinions will always be in your FOV. You're welcome, and we'll see you next time.